This is Tom from Third Rail Design Lab. Next. This is Blake. This is Blake Begin Again Simmons. <laughs> this is Mike, Narrative Mike Mike. Narrative <laughs> Mike Mike. Last time or the time before that, you guys had some other comments. We called. <laughs> we? We, variety is the essence of life. No, you, you, you had some catchphrase you wanted to introduce, and I thought you were going to fire it up and change the narrative on the onset. You wanted like something like, you know, crack it makes me sweat or something like that. You were screaming. <laughs> Was it just me? <laughs> All right, crack then. it makes me sweat. I thought so. you can see it but when i look at you your head is shifting and transmogrifying and multiple eyes are coming in and out look all i have right now is anagata devita on like permanent repeat in my head that's it i got it so yeah that's a horrible way to go through life my friend (laughs) (laughs) that's a great song kind of (laughs) it certainly was so (laughs) in the garden of eden baby so so (laughs) so so we're all we're all con- still trapped in this um, in this long international nightmare. But the good news is that we have nerd nerd stuff to talk about, and we're going to pretend like the trials and tribulations of the outside world do not exist for seventeen short right. hours while we record this. Let's but do it. Uh, but I have a question for you. Uh, first and foremost, concern of mine beyond your general health, safety, and welfare is what are you drinking? Sucking the monkey. This is where you tell me all the uninteresting things you're drinking. Blake, what are you Uns- drinking this time? Uh, I- I'm drinking unsweetened green tea. <laughs> of course you are, Blake. Ito N. Oi Ocha. Yeah, unsweetened green tea. That's awesome. I'll use, uh, when I post the notes, I'll use like italics or something to make it look rad. Or GeoCities blinky text. Something like that. <laughs> oh, nice. Ants. Do the ants. That mark. Ants. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Man? Uh, a 40 of Modella Especial. You know and some, I And that. some Oxy. whatever whatever makes my back actually work moron i'm good yes the 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 collective damage to our old bodies on this podcast we'd be like one of those uh half carved up cadavers on you know any dreadful or something i'm still bitching about the fact that i have my robot body yet i was promised a robot body in my 20s i am now in my 40s i want my robot body we are super close just, because for like $700,000, we could strap you to the back of one of those spot Boston Dynamics spots, and then you can, <laughs> you, can e- you can eagerly but aggressively prance in place while we record. Only, only the creepy one with the four legs. That oh, I love it. Kick over. Yeah. Oh, I love it. One. has like 80 cameras on it, whatever, thermal yeah. sensors. Uh, I'm yeah. still waiting for my jetpack. Yeah. I love that the Boston Dynamics... Uh, marketing site claims that they're really good for like agricultural work and they show it marching down the vineyards but you know it's like searching for immigrants right or or, or small rodents or small rodents that's right. or big rodents well i mean yeah. it's like it's like the guys who put the shotgun on the drone 
And it's like, no, look, it really works. And they actually made it work. And it's like, why, 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 why did you do that? Yep. Why would you even do that? Yep. Because yep. we could. Because yep. we could. Back. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I saw a thing online recently where uh, the, uh, gosh, I don't even remember where it was anymore, but it was like a, um, it was a international tech uh, company. I can't remember. It was in China. I think it was China. And they, they had named their company Skynet. And the interviewer was like, why'd you name it Skynet? Like, well, the owner, the founder of the company really liked uh, Terminator and Skynet did very bad things, but we're trying to do good things. So we used the name Skynet and they just blinked and the interviewer blinked and then they blinked and it was like cut scene. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> so that's the thing that happened. No, all right. I won't be bad. I promise. I know. Yeah. Sure. It's, wow. it's okay. Sure. Cause it's us do a little bit of harm. All right, so um, I have a couple of items that I thought we would talk about in our Red Sky Roundup because since we last talked, Mike, um, a shitstorm of things have happened on some of the things we care about or don't really care about. And I mm-hmm. thought we might start with Marvel news. How do you feel about yeah. Marvel news? Uh, yeah, something really. Oh, it's game from Marvel. Well, I thought we'd start off with the one that was probably the biggest piece of good Marvel news for you and I this week. And that was that uh, the uh, creator of Halt and Catch Fire, Christopher Cantwell, uh, mm-hmm. has teamed up with, uh, um, gosh, what's the artist's name again? Kofi or Kofi? Yeah, he's got a Kafu, Kafu or something. And yeah. uh, and then and uh, designs by Alex Ross, and they're relaunching Iron Man in a stripped down comic, old school. And I don't know what yeah. hand waving they're yeah. doing. He's hiding from right. his hiding from his world and going back to basics. I don't care. Just, well, I mean, he's, old he's school Iron Man. dead in the current storyline, so I don't know what the hell they're going to do. I feel like they're just <laughs> they're doing the most cursory continuity wave, and they're saying just he even has shaggy late seventies hair, right? Yeah, like, like I, whatever. I, I, you know what? I don't I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what whatever it's this the the story is so far off the rails at this point. It's like sh- sure, <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah, the Alex Ross design is not as egregious. I actually don't think that I I, lo- I love a lot of Alex Ross designs, particularly when it comes to armors. But I would say that it had a fair amount of restraint. Uh, there's no bikini top, as we have seen in the '90s. Um, there's no giant cogs on the shoulder pads, which has been, you know, <laughs> we love it in a nostalgic way, but it's not great. Um, it does have like this weird sawtooth thing going on on the of two tone boots with like a sawtooth yeah. layer. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll see. We'll sure. see what it looks like in motion, like yeah. Alex Ross and with, looks the, great. with the real artist. Yeah, so I mean... it sounds like Dukes of Iron. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> that would be great <laughs> if he could climb uh, in through the window. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, I don't know if that'd be great. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> Dukes of Iron sounds better than a lot of what we've gotten in recent years. Let me tell you. I would say that the armor is very smart and fit for purpose, but I, it'll be interesting to see how it's drawn in the panels by that artist, and not Alex Ross, because it's that's always the big difference, right? But that so, artist is very interesting. He's very, yeah. very uh, agreed. Different styles, different styles across his body of work, and the samples they produced looked really yeah. sort of John Paul Jones rough, which is what I really love. Right? <laughs> not John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones. Well, no. I mean, if you want to go, if you want to go that way, that's I mean, yeah. That, what, not John he's, Paul Jones. He's, he's, he's a pale shadow of what he, his former self. Yeah, not um, not 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 Led Zeppelin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you were going. I'm like, oh, all right, we can do that. 
that's a whole different thing. They, th that guy liked um, little girls. We don't want to go that. John Paul Leon, that's the one I wanted. Oh, right? oh. you uh, yes, okay. Very, very so, different guy. Yeah. Very different. Yeah, you want you want pirates of Penzance. You don't want groupies. <laughs> I think I think so. I do. Anyway, so how do you feel about this? You're excited. Uh, I'm. You know what? I'm. I am that guy who buys Iron Man regardless of how bad it gets. Like I bought Iron Man in the John Romero Jr. series, like which yes. is just like, what the hell is happening to this comic? Right. Um, we talked about that. Yep. So I mean, yeah, like. Sure, I am ready for the next story. Like this Iron Man twenty twenty story is campy and kind of interesting, but I'm ready for it to be done. You know, yeah. so I yeah, I'm, read any I'm ready for a different a different story. Um, My problem is I'm a year behind because of uh, Marvel Unlimited. So mm, by the mm -hmm, time mm -hmm. this comes, they will have replaced it with something terrible. Of course, it's okay. That's the way it works. It's it's all it's all on the ride, right? Yeah, ebbs right. and flows. Uh, also, also, I mean, speaking of ebbs and flows, I mean, yes, the, the the troubling news about you know my favorite Iron Man runs writer just came out this week, which is unfortunate. Say again, Warren Ellis, Warren Ellis has been uh, has been accused of sexual predation, which is unfortunate. Ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, which is like, damn it, oh, I really like that writer. <laughs> we were just talking about that. We were having our yeah. Ellis Ennis uh, debate. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible, yeah. man. It, and Cam yeah, Stewart, Cam Stewart, right? Cam Stewart is recently been, uh, a lot yeah. of stuff's coming out. Uh, artist, yeah, you know what? It's it's depressing. Uh, it's yeah. depressing and it's terrible. And and if those allegations are true, uh, let yeah. them burn. Yeah. And uh, and I'm so. actually glad that we have a mechanism online that um, some of the other uh, creators as well as the fans feel like they have the the agency to talk about it. Yeah. The whole reason uh, that uh, in, in that industry uh, has been hiding predators for. Decades oh Jesus! At the show, right? Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Well, look, you, you can, look at how much work yeah. it took to get uh, what's his name Lassiter out at uh, Pixar. I mean, it took. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it was unreal. So, yeah. well, that sucks. Burn all those books. Okay. Out. No. But, but, <laughs> you may burn. It's your choice. But uh, here's the other thing. So Sony released the PlayStation Five marketing oh, material good. and a big event and yep. did a whole bunch of stuff, yep. but didn't tell anybody how much it cost or when it would come out or when the launch titles would come out. But the one piece of salient Marvel news is they announced a sequel to the Spider-Man game for the PS4 yep. this time, Miles. Miles Morales. Yep. Yep. I've only played about a minute and a half of that game before my son took it, but um, <laughs> it Miles great. is a character. Miles is a character in that, in that story. Oh, good. But this one yeah, is, all, is all him. A little bit. As Miles. Oh, okay. But this one's yeah. all Miles in, in the in the scene. Yep. Which is uh, good. I saw, I saw some of the video of it. it looked fantastic. Yeah. So I, I will say that uh, the Spider-Man game is the first. Sorry, Marvel Spider-Man, the the yeah. one that the recent one, is yeah. the first game I never used the fast transit system in. Like I only I, you like, just only swung from place to place. I web slung all over New York City. Like I never used fast travel, and that that is something. Like if you can make if you can make your traveling around the city more fun than the actual like attack scenarios in the game, that's impressive. I'll say I loved being Spider Man, like just flipping around the city. It was great. Uh, sorry if I went on a tangent there. It was no. Oh God, how dare you put a tangent on this 
Um, so, but let me ask you this: Is it enough to yeah. make you consider buying a PS5 when it comes out? Uh, I, this is this is that's hysterically asking me that question. What do you mean consider buying a PS5? I've already pre-ordered mine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like right. no, I I am a I'm a PlayStation fanboy. I have had yeah. so I have had every PlayStation from launch since yes. they started. Oh, from launch! And, wow. Oh yeah. So, oh, like the PlayStation Two, I was one of the 100 people who got it off of Amazon. Oh wow! Like I sat there and refreshed, 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 refreshed. Buy, and I got it. Oh wow! It was I don't remember. It was like it was a yeah. it was a small ass number, and I got one. So, I remember. I don't remember yeah. how I got my PS One or my PS Two, but I do recall that the PS Three was limited release when it came out, and no one had it, and I, I ended up. Three. Well, I, I but I did was, the old e- much like I met 90s. how I met um, Mr. Simmons here and his family. Yeah. Uh, I did an eBay deal, not an eBay deal, a Craigslist oh. deal. Someone yeah, went yeah. to Walmart, stood in line, bought them all, you know, that deal. And yeah, then yeah. I, and I answered the ad and paid double or something. It was for sure, the PS3, sure. but with the PS4, I just waited till that Christmas and then bought it as a bundle to get battlefront and went with it that way. By the way, in terms oh, of sucking the three was, what? And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, referring to our sucking the monkey segment, I neglected to tell you that I'm having a wild little thing, a slightly sour ale from Sierra oh. Nevada. Mm. I like I like sour ales. I yeah. am partial. Well, I love sours and ghosts as, as much as I can. This one is very mild. It's not that sour, but it's still delicious. That's what I'm going to have today. Okay, so what, we have one other uh, Marvel bit, and it's not so great. It's the exact opposite of my. It's literally the exact opposite of the Miles Morales news. And that is that uh, because of everything that's been going on in our culture war uh, and all of the cameras, Marvel's run out of ways to dodge the unpleasant fact that white supremacist cops have been using the Punisher logo all over their shit. And oh, yeah. They're at a point where Pun- Marvel hasn't taken an official stance on, I don't think, but a lot of the original creators uh, oh, yeah. of they're Punisher in its early run. No, they're, they're saying, you know, this is absolutely disgusting. This is a vigilante. Mm-hmm. And in later like, years, of course, everyone... Well, Ma- you original, know, glorified him, but it was never intended to be that you would put it on authority figures. <laughs> right. Well, the creator, the creator came on and said, "You realize by putting this on yourself, he is because you failed, right?" Correct. Which is my so... favorite. He's like, "You failed. Punisher <laughs> has to exist. You are not doing your job." Which is like, "Yeah, brother. Right. Rock on." Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the kind of perversion when the those at those different um, Republican events when they would uh, they would hijack some music for the re- when they walk out on stage and then the creators of the music would fire off immediately ceasing yeah. assist orders you know like, yeah yeah so dc news because i don't want to dwell on the on the negative and i want to dwell on the uh overwhelmingly positive and that is dc in their infinite wisdom have created a virtual convention that they uh... sagely called fandome fandome uh-huh. Fandome? A, yeah, the Fandome. Um, hmm. Probably some guy was smoking weed and decided that it sounded like Thunderdome. But I looked at that, and within a quarter of a second, I'm like, Fandome? Yeah. That's what everyone's going to say. It's weird, right? It's a virtual con, and they're saving, supposedly saving all of this, like, you know, hype news they would have shown at San Diego Comic-Con they'll do on this live thing. Uh, Zack Snyder stuff, Batman stuff, Suicide Squad stuff. And I'm not opposed to them having a creator-focused 
virtual con in the absence of true cons why not marvel do one disney you know why not just do that but because not gonna watch it and what's worse i got two different uh things that emails saying hey do you want to contribute some of your art to this and i said hell no sounds like a trap to me what do you think a trap fan art i don't think so trap it was a trap right you agree with me I shouldn't do it. I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. I, I don't trust him. Do you trust him? No. Do you trust anybody no. that would create a convention called Fandom? Not me. You're not too into this Fandom, are you? No, it sounds like a terrible idea. I don't even understand what the hell's going on. No. Virtual no. D- DC, A call DC for is, fan art. DC is kicking... DC is shooting the bed. They are making so many bad decisions. Like... Wait, what are you talking about? They've got they got the Zack Snyder cut coming out in HBO Max. What can uh-huh. be, that's got to be great. And they I have cut so Diamond many loose, here. and they cut their distributors loose, and they're going to go their own printing. Like, no, fuck them. They cut Diamond, which was amazing. That's right. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so this whole the, everything that's coming out of this wackadoo HBO Max Snyder cut Justice League, like they can't even decide from week to week what their marketing agenda is. Right. In the same, I keep week, getting. Yeah, I keep getting it's like this is what this is what Steppenwolf would have looked like. I'm like, I don't give a shit about Steppenwolf. No one cares <laughs> about Steppenwolf. That's the problem. Why the fuck can't you get this? No one cares. In the same week that Snyder thought that the buzz the buzz that he wanted to get out there was to say that Cyborg is the heart of this movie. Cyborg was oh. almost entirely edited out of this movie. Uh Cyborg has yeah, five and- lines. Uh, he said he was the heart of the movie. And at the same time, at the very same time, same week, uh, HBO announced that they're somehow they, movies came and went from HBO Max really quickly. Like their their status on there. It's a disaster. I don't know if you sign up for HBO Max. It's a disaster. And the DC uh, comic stuff was on there and then all of a sudden started appearing as leaving soon. And all yeah. this. And a number of them are leaving at the end of the month. So at the same time as they're trying to market this as a thing to get everybody excited, they're also saying we're also taking it back off of it before before you even have the chance to sign up. It doesn't even make sense. I don't understand. But I also don't you get understand. some You get Crunchyroll and some other good stuff, though. So you get all the Studio Ghibli films, if you like those. Yes. So. For as long as they decide to put them on there. I don't know. True. true. I mean, I own them all anyway, so it doesn't really matter to yeah. me. But... You could sign on if you had HBO Go or you have it through your your cable provider. Yeah, you can get yeah. into it. The problem is, depending on what device you're on, you can either get in or out of. You can't get you can't log into it or not. Like for example, right? Um, I can get HBO Max free on my with my AT and T phone, and then I can uh, screencast it to my TV. But if I go to sure. HBO Max on the Apple TV, I have to yeah. fire up a subscription. It doesn't make any sure. sense. I'm out. No, it's ridiculous. This. It should be yeah, but they also. In their they haven't infinite wisdom, out how, to, how all the things talk to each other yet. So that's right. Well, and also in their infinite marketing wisdom, they spent a fair amount of energy discounting the idea that Suicide Squad might be uh, re-released as an Ayers cut. Oh. When in fact, what you should do oh. is just say, "Yeah, maybe," and then just who gives a shit if you're going to or not, right? Like, why would you launch this and get everyone excited by this, or everyone people excited about the Snyder cut? Some and then people, say, but we're not going to do that. Some people. And then you immediately tell everyone that you're not going to do that with other films. It doesn't make sense. It's not marketing. I mean, as Um, we talked about, 
I think it's really interesting that we live in a world where you take all these things. <laughs> that was a great sound effect. I was just reaching down to get Ren's new shoes, and it scraped on the the countertop. That was pretty cool. From our perspective, crap out of me. I was like, "What just happened?" On video, Blake did a hard right. He he went off screen to the right. It looked like he puked his large intestine out, and then came back. <laughs> I thought that was a, a reasonable response to the HBO Max debacle. Oh, well, uh, I'm just. I can we just get back to New Mutants? I just when. When I'm getting, I'm, I, 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 I can literally give, out, I, I, I can literally give two craps less about Snyder cut of anything. Just what the fuck with the new mutants, everyone? Well, it, it's, it, not, it, coming. it's yeah. not coming. It's not coming. It's sort of like one of those end times things. If it does come, then Limbo <laughs> will literally burst, right? And I, all those demons. No, no. Uh, every morning I wake up, I look out the window looking for four weirdos on horses running by, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, where are they? Are they are they here yet? You have the weirdos. We have the horses here in Marin, so we just uh, to, you're looking in the wrong direction. I, I don't think we, I don't think we keep the gatekeeper and the keymaster together. I think that's always bad. You never do that. You never do that. You never do that. I think you're right. Um, here's the thing that I'm concerned about, and that is that they're showing bits and pieces of. Wonder Woman stuff since it got postponed and they're showing some stuff and there's some toys that were released and it sure as hell looks like Cheetah is either like that horrible Cats remake or <laughs> like Kristen Wiig looks in, in the promo material where it's her being wackadoo with big hair and Cheetah prints. Either direction, not thrilled about it. So it's, definitely not, it's definitely not Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman material. That's I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um... Uh... I just That's not, okay. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll be. I'll be that guy. Not the best Catwoman, man. Not that Michelle Pfeiffer. That Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman was kind of skeezy. Like, yes. Like you look at it now and you're like, really? But it's better. It's better than. It's better than Kristen Wiig on meth. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we haven't. We haven't seen what Kristen Wiig's gonna do. The We're thing is, Kristen Wiig on meth is something I like watching. No, she's, I just don't she's know like if I wanted it as a DC super. Yeah. She's going to pull her Mama June on $2,500 a day of meth habit, and yes. it'll be great. <laughs> yes. I read I read that, too, earlier today, and I thought to myself, where'd she get that discount? Well, She's I just, doing a lot more than that. Why uh, Why is she not dead? Like, <laughs> what? Here's the other – the last thing I'll say on the DC bad news or the dubious marketing news is that someone got the bright idea to make headlines because, you know, it's – Quarantine, slow news is constantly. They take an interview sure. and they break it into because headlines. Because right. headlines. Yeah, so they just yeah they break it into eighteen segments and and strip mine. So someone thought it was clever to strip mine some comment in one of the interviews and announce that Matt Reeves as Batman was going to introduce a new Joker. So first of oh. all, well, fucking of course they will eventually. And second of all, I don't think that's really the narrative right now. Right. No. That's like saying that's like saying that the the Snyderverse will eventually announce a cohesive plot. It could happen, but it's nothing that's happening it in the near future. So it let's won't. Worry about it. It no, won't. no, no, you're you're wrong. It can't <laughs> happen. It's it's impossible. There's no way you can string a narrative across those ridiculous ass movies. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let, let's go yeah. away from the DC shit show. Let's just yeah. go away from the DC shit you show. Might... Let's go to the Marvel Paradise. Well, right, where, we already where, left. Where, we left the Marvel Paradise, but dude, are you concerned no, that X-Men, you're going to X Men coming? X Men coming back for Black Panther and Winter 
soldier. It's coming. I think that's going to happen. X-Men are coming. X-Men are coming. So so, So, maybe Wolverine has been hinted a couple times, which I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm cool with that. Well, Wolverine because adamantium and vibranium, right? right, Yeah. Wakanda. Yep. I would be amazed if they soft-started X-Men in the MCU through the TV. But at the same time, it's kind of ballsy. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't turn it down. Yeah. I just, uh, I just, I'm all a Twitter. You're all a Twitter. I don't mind yeah. leaving the world of DC bad news because I really don't want you to throw up your small intestine as well as your large intestine. But I do have the colon. <laughs> the, the colon has left the building. The colon has left the building. <laughs> I have, I do, I do have two pieces of what I consider interesting Star Wars news. The first is that they announced that Star Wars Celebration 2020 has been canceled. Which is not right. surprising and good news, yeah. especially given that they're reopening Disneyland way too early. So I'm glad to hear well, that they're not going to kill all of our Star Wars fandom. Pandemics However, are us. What I thought was interesting was they announced it was coming back in 2022. And so the initial response to that was that they skipped 2021 because they think there's still going to be plenty of pandemic panic in 2021. But I think it's because based on the production delays, they want to stack enough stuff to really make it big. And so they're going to catch up through 2021 and then hit hard 2022 yeah but that's a zoomy stuff that's the but that's the fallacy of solo they thought there'd be all this pent-up demand for every star wars piece of shit they threw out there and look what happened solo was pretty great and i think we can all (laughs) we can all agree it had some really strong points to it it was very enjoyable and no we can't i had to throw it up i'm sticking salt in the raw wound it's like wow it's funny that you say this about it's funny that you say this about han solo though because this was done with Han Solo footage first, and this is the second time I've seen it done with Rogue One. Someone used mm-hmm. deep fake and put uh, Carrie Fisher's face in Rogue One footage, and it's amazing. It is so good. And I wasn't—I was an apologist for the CGI uh, Carrie Fisher in Rogue One, but when you see the deep fake, you're like, "Holy shit!" And I saw one deep faking with young Harrison Ford overlaid onto uh, Solo, and it was pretty great too. So, so wait, there's a there's a deep fake of a deep fake. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there about solo. Damn. Putting down solo. Damn. <laughs> We're gonna move I mean, on. The, to weird thing, the weird thing was they put Han Solo's face on Chewie, which was it was weird. weird. It was actually. I'd like to weird. see Han Solo on Jar Jar. Yeah, and they put Watto on every other character. That's <laughs> so strange. And then all the blasters are replaced by walkie talkies. Yes, Kerplunky. <laughs> what is it, Kerplunky? Kerplunky? Kerplunky. What was the word that they... What What was the... Do you know what I'm talking about? In the re-release? Yeah. In, the, in the most latest uh, edit of... In the official edit of, of New Hope. Oh, uh, right. Right before the shootout that that um, is an, apolo- an apology for Han Solo firing first, as you know he did. Oh, it's Kerplunky, right? Greedo announces, Kerplunky! And then, he shoot, and then they shoot each other <laughs> simultaneously. It didn't go as planned. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Wait, look over there. <laughs> I feel like Kerplunky would be a droid sound, and Kerplunky was the Greedo sound. It's like, do you under, like? I it's like you want to go. Like, have you looked up the word scoundrel? Do you know what the fuck that means? <laughs> yes. Well, listen, children buy toys. Remember that. That's was his, that was his feeling later. Kerplunky. They don't buy Kerplunky. That, that, yeah. You're exactly right. I'll tell you what, R- I might buy... R2-D2's, R2-D2's turbo flush mode. That's right. No. I'll, I'll tell you what I might buy, and this is in miscellaneous news. 
uh, supposedly Joe Cornish and John Boyega have been talking about sequel ideas for Attack the Block. Ooh, yeah. And I, and normally I say, don't go back to the well every time. Can we just do new content? But I think that is a good project for a sequel because it was so self-contained and so raw yeah. for what it was. There's a lot of room, particularly if they kept it at that same low, low budget, tight environment that they did with the first one and they didn't go big with it they kept it small yeah well just i often thought they should go back uh, speaking of similar ilk Shaun of the dead why did they never go back and do another one of those like they did what was it fuzzy balls what was the one that they did the cop buddy thing they went back yeah yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) fuzzy balls and then they did the end of the world too right but yeah, yeah. Shaun of the Dead. So did you see that thing they did at the beginning of the quarantine where they made a, a Shaun of the Dead uh, update and it was line for line re- or basically scene for scene remake of one scene or whatever, shot for shot of one scene from Shaun of the Dead. It was just them in quarantine. It was great. <laughs> now you don't have to watch it. So also there was a trailer for a film called The Archive which was taking equal parts of Ex Machina and Black Mirror and kind of squeezing them all together and making it into a ripoff of those other things. And I was really annoyed that they did that. On the other hand, there were a couple of effects and design cues that were pretty cool, but there are no Alex Garland. So I feel like we have to boycott it on principle. But at the same time, it didn't look absolutely terrible, but it still looked pretty (laughs) terrible. And it has one of the Divergence guys as the main, main character. His wife dies, he's got her as an AI, then he builds her a body, and then people come for the tech, and then she's running a buck, and it sounds familiar, doesn't it? It sounds to me, equal parts Ex Machina and, uh, uh, what was that other one? There was another one that happened within the same year as Ex Machina that was a similar story. Yeah, it was, uh, it's the Turing Canary, test one, right? No, it was the Turing test one, right? Oh. Oh. Well, there's... There's one that stars Katie, Katie's love, Katie, the the White Canary from the Arrowverse, ah. where she's where she's a scientist who dies, and oh. her partner turns her into an AI. It's it's actually it was actually not a bad movie. Um, sorry, I can't remember the name of it right now. Well, we're just on on typical fashion. We have no names or <laughs> or uh, actors or any data of any significant drill down detail but i was just trying to think how do i even google this uh katie what are- i i just did i just did the the movies about the turing test and <laughs> no you know what ex machina was more turing than the other one but here yeah. check it out i just found one movie 10 movies like ex machina if it's not on this i robot okay. source code no source code's um, not bad moon not good, what's moon's that it's good i, I like love moon. moon moon was moon. amazing Source code, source code's okay. It could be better. Yeah, but it wasn't bad. Uh, Arrival, Annihilation, Blade Runner. Come on, God damn. No, there's really well. Yeah. Okay, yeah. These, no, these are no. There are better movies to choose than the ones you've just said. <laughs> They're not like Ex Machina. Any of those movies, man. Well, there was another one that happened right after, like in the same year as Ex Machina, and so it was. I felt like it was judged more harshly because it didn't hold up, but. Um, find it so how do you feel about how how do you feel about a movie like this that um would rip off so thoroughly much better material and then stick a uh young adult uh dystopian 
actor in the leading role and then expect to make any money during quarantine. How do you feel about that? Meh. Doesn't seem likely. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm bored out of my mind. All right. So, uh, (laughs) did you know that Sam Raimi's Evil Dead is getting a drive-in theater re-release across the country? And I really wish there were drive-in theaters around me because I would love to watch that on a theater. Yeah, that would be great. Well, and that's that was my thought and why I put this down here is because we had stuff talking about the the very soft reopening of movie theaters and how Jeez. disastrous it's going to so, be. Uh, sorry, and then, uh, one second. Why don't we have drive-ins? So, yeah. Her her name is Katie Lotz, and the, yes. the movie's called, of all things, The Machine. <laughs> I saw that in this list here. I didn't even know that's, that's the one you were talking about. That's it. That's the one. Katie Lotz with The Machine. Nice. Oh, I'm going to get the name of this movie right now. You know how I know? Because my weird dream, uh, deep dream um, fantasy wife was in this movie. And I just looked her up, Kate Mara. And this is mm-hmm. going to get me the movie. Oh, you're talking about Morgan. Yes, Morgan. Thanks yeah. a lot, dude. I was just yeah. this close to finding it on Google. Yeah, that's Morgan. Yeah. 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 So, Morgan, if that had come out either before Ex Machina or at a different time, it was after, been... and, I, and it was after, and I thought yeah. it was some folks from Ex Machina, the creative staff, were in, were behind Morgan as well. Isn't that weird? I liked it. Yeah, I did too. It, I, it's um, there's another. Oh. Yeah, Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, yeah. I like. She's awesome. Yeah. Isn't she? Uh, isn't she? Uh, magic in New Mutants. Yeah. She is. Yes. See how yeah. I pulled that back for just for just and, for Blake? And that there is Toby Jones in yep. both the, oh, absolutely. the Yes, in Archive and in Morgan. Toby Jones. Toby Jones. Toby right? Jones is great. Yep. I will totally check out Morgan. Um Morgan's actually, a good watch. I actually rewatched um Not Claim, Not Profit. What the hell Prospect? What do you call it? Prospect. I still yeah, haven't seen it. Oh my god! I know I have it. I have oh, it right good. there waiting for me. I just can't oh, stay out. Good. Like I we talked about so it last time we talked, and I was like, you know what? I, I was probably blasted off my ass when I watched this last time. I'm gonna watch it sober. <laughs> so you pounded but, uh, the, you chewed up some oxycontin, and you went I right did, after it. I, did. I was like, let's watch, let's watch some Pedro Pascal rock out, and like, no, you didn't what? like it. Blake's <laughs> just being a jerk. Oh, okay. oh. well, yeah, but more yeah. than, but more than normal. Did you not like it? No, I did. I liked it. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought I thought it was a really solid piece. Like yeah. I really enjoyed, right. really enjoyed it. All right, so, so. I'm going to put down on my planned plundering. I'm just going to skip right to that, and I'm going to say I'm going to put prospect on there. God damn it! So I make sure to watch it before we uh, talk next time because it's just oh, it's an affront that I haven't seen it yet. No, I know what I know what the movie I'm thinking about with uh, Morgan, uh, Splice. Splice. Does anybody oh. remember that with Adrian Brody and Yes, that's, that's a fucking weird movie. Yeah, I like I like the, the I like the poster I like the poster art better than the movie itself. Like I liked, <laughs> I, I thought it was more interesting in its in its uh, presentation than the execution. Yeah, I felt like absolutely. Be, I feel like it wanted to be a feminist film, but it was like, no, you're not doing a good job. And also, in typical sci-fi fashion, sex is bad, right? Um, yeah, well, yeah, very bad. Speaking of sex is bad and interesting designs that that stole directly from Ridley Scott claims. <laughs> He needs yet another movie to explain Alien. No. <laughs> you see what yeah. I did there? I took your thing and I made it into this thing. Just stop. 
Just stop. Yeah, he says he says we need to answer the question of where that ship came from and why it had eggs. And I thought, you son of a bitch, no, do no, what you, you want to do. No, I'll watch no. it. I'll watch it. But don't keep. Why the marketing? Just do whatever you're going to do, and we'll watch it and complain about it later. I just want them to. I just want them. Yeah. To, I, I just want them to give it to Neil Bloomkamp and just let yes! him do what he wanted oh to do. Oh my god! Yes. 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 Sweet God, you've watched all the Oat Studio stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It is oh phenomenal. My, oh my God! Like his, uh, was it Zygote? Was that the was that the one that it was his alien? Like this is how you do alien. I'm not saying it's alien, but this is how you do alien. Right, like, right, right. Fucking hey, it was. It, uh, who was it? It was. Um, it was the younger. Uh, God bless. She played Cherry Bomb in the fucking Runaways movie. It's her sister. Kate Mara. No. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dakota Fanning. Yes. Michelle Pfeiffer. The Feinberg. younger one. Oh, no. Ellie, Ellie no. Fanning. Ellie Fanning. Yeah. Ellie Fanning, yeah. So, in Zygote, she plays a, a clone, more or less. And there's this thing that is just haunting the halls. It's fucking amazing. It is, what, 15 minutes? If Max. That? Yeah. Max. And it is a better sci-fi movie than I've seen in a couple years. It's I mean, so good. There's no end to the ways in which the executives at these companies find ways of shooting themselves in their own assholes and then puking out their large intestines as way <laughs> But the fact that Neil Blunkout would be denied on Alien and Terminator in the course of one year when his it's treatments so were both were I mean he even had the concept art and everything ready to go and it was just like just put money on that and, what, and we're done. Like I heard rumor. I saw rumors that like he had talked to cast yeah. people, and they were like, "Yeah, I'll come back and do that. That sounds yeah. awesome." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he went like, to them, and I they said, "It's a great idea." Except we've got this. Yeah. Ridley Scott's doing his other thing, and they're like, "Oh." Because I thought I thought he had talked to Michael Bean, and he had yep. signed yep. on. Yep. Right. Yep. And so, I heard that. Yep. Just go make that movie. Yeah. He found Just Newt. Please he found go Newt make again. that movie. Yeah. Yeah. He found Newt on her $2,500 a day meth habit. Got her back on board. Right? <laughs> Mama June. Newt. Mama Newt. Easy. Easy. I have one more piece of news, and that is relative to Witchers, which we talked about last time when Blake was oh. not here, but Mike was here. Not yet released at the time of this recording. We talked about Witchers, and I had questions about what the fuck. And this article says that the second season will be about the birth of a family. And I found that interesting really? because Remember having not read the books, well, having not read the books or played the games, as you recall, last time I was trying to figure out, I mentioned that watching the whole first season of Witcher, I was trying to decide whether uh, Yennefer, Yennefer, Yennefer was Correct. the villain or an antihero or the real subject of the, of the show, which is kind of how I felt. And, and based on what yes. I read here is that she's supposed to be the mother figure in this future family unit. And I thought that was strange, but also understandable. Also, I don't know. I like so her I better almost, solo. I almost I, picked I, up Witcher 3 and started playing it. Yeah. And then Destiny dropped a whole new expansion. So that didn't happen. <gasps> you like your PlayStation. Oh, I love my what Destiny. Were you say? Blake, what were you going to say about? Yeah, I, I, I actually, I actually liked the Witcher. I uh, love the Witcher. I thought it was. Yeah. And uh, it's much better than the Legends of Tomorrow from DC that uh, oh. I tried to watch. That was oh, so no, I couldn't even. That was nope. puerile nope. dog vomit. It, I can't it's even. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, we said one of the things we said last time, Blake, was that I I mentioned that 
looking at all the promo material and the photos and stuff leading up to Witcher, I thought it looked like Henry Cavill, who is perpetually typecast in his Superman stuff, it looked like he was at, because he goes to the cons, right, and fucks mm-hmm. off every year. It looked like he was uh, doing really last-minute cosplay as a D&D character, and I thought it looked terrible, but maybe an episode and a half in, I was like, I'm, I'm sold, we'll take it. And now I prefer... When I think of him, I like to think of him as Witcher more than I like to think of him as some of his other uh, yeah. characters. And if Witcher were to reload his arm, <laughs> then it'd be perfect. It'd be the best of all those things together. You I know, loved it. You know, I loved it. Cosplayers hated, hated doing that because they're like... What, Henry's what? Muscles, oh, cosplayers. The costumers for, oh. for Witcher oh. were like, Henry's, Henry's muscles keep ripping our, ripping our fabric. <laughs> like, like, how badass do you have to be to be like, Yes, your costume is not good enough. A rip, like he does the actual the actual Hulk thing, but he's just <laughs> next awesome. in gothic romance news. I know, right? <laughs> That's really uh, funny. Uh, and the and the Hulk <laughs> reference, of course, he's ripping, but he's got yeah. sandals. But he rips his like little sure, yeah. sure. Like he apparently Pre- took the armor and wore it home and would make like breakfast in it. Yeah, so yeah. it looked thin. I, yeah, yeah. I, I read that too. It sounds like an awesome person. I think like a really good guy. Well, well, the idea though that quite very high likelihood he was wearing his Witcher costume while either painting miniatures or playing yeah. video games, World of Warcraft. Yeah. Oh, I guess he stopped because he had he was too addicted to it. But either playing video games or painting miniatures in that costume somewhere yeah. Yeah. in the in the multiverse that was happening. Oh yeah, and probably cracked the you know cracked that universe in half, killed that Earth. Right? Yeah. Straight up hottest nerd on the planet. Right hottest there. nerd. Hottest <laughs> nerd. So, Blake, if I know you, you preferred Yennefer, but when mm. she was all humpbacked and had the funny face and was in her pre-modified nope. uh, state, right? That was your favorite Yennefer, right? Incorrect. It was pathos. Incorrect. And pathos. And... Incorrect. We can we call that a gross conceptual error. Gross conceptual error. <laughs> Speaking of gross conceptual errors, I propose we move on to our main event. Which is we discuss the this final Westworld West episode, <laughs> Crisis Theory, <laughs> which might me? be a gross conceptual. Only been an hour. <laughs> Look, I, I have an appointment, so we better get this shit on the road. Gross conceptual error, and there's the title of the of the episode right there. Um, so, guys, so here's the all right. I don't know about you, but it's been a few since I watched that finale. I did not rewatch it in advance for our discussion. I figured, why be prepared Why, why would you for the first this? time? When's right, the last well, time oh, you here, saw the finale? Here, here uh, yesterday. So, Wait I will, a minute. I will, yeah, you said we were doing this thing. You're the guy so, now. You run this then. We're good. No, He's on. Mike, you run it. Yeah, run no, it. How was it? No, no, no. I'm done. Okay, signing <laughs> off. Bye. So, I will. I will start off. I will start off. This I do have talking points, but tell me what you thought. Go ahead. No, 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 no. So first, uh, the last time we discussed this a yes. month ago or yes. whatever it was, more than that, uh, I was under the impression that Bernard could not clicky thing himself. Right. Whereas in the last episode we saw he, he clicked. He, he clickied himself. He yes. But, but I, I really liked in that sequence where he's like, Remember who I am. Remember who I am. Remember who right. I am. And then he clicky things himself. And I was like, that's fucked up. Like, I actually had to pause the rewatch and just sit for a moment because it's like, 
Jesus Christ. But, but he, he clicked himself earlier when he, he was, when he was in the artificial meat plant. Uh, he he told, clicked himself then. He did, but I really liked the fact that at this point, like at that point in the narrative, he was like, fuck, I might not come out of this. Yep. And that could be a problem. And I like, like that moment was very, for me, very poignant where he's like, I'm going to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm fucking doing it. And he clicky themed himself. And I thought that was really cool because before when he clicky themed um, the lesser Helmsworth, he didn't even give a second thought to it. He just clicky themed it. It's true. You know, and then clicky themed him again. He's like, did you fucking clicky thing me? And it's like, that's a really dick move. And it's a nice juxtaposition to where he understands what that means. And it's like six episodes later. (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to get, obviously I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I must, I must comment that I'm one of my lasting thoughts after seeing that episode in the stingers that I warned you to watch were Mm -hmm. that I was really interested in the level of decay of lesser Hemsworth. Whenever we come back, whenever we establish in the timeline, that stinger is, but anyway, and it doesn't matter. Right. just pull the orb out and yeah. stick in something else, right? Yeah, but can you imagine the potential for an amazing? But can you imagine the potential for the most amazing uh, gore that we're going to see? Because that is biomass that they have on them, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. They, they've so been I, they've been printed with proteins and stuff, so that thing could decay, and so I, we I could get a shot that. of him and him with that like three uh, D printed webbed webbed endoskeleton and. Tons and tons and tons of, of black goo and massive gross stuff pouring over the sides of foam and whatever the hell pouring over the sides of that bathtub. And he's been in there for a year, a hundred years. We have no idea. We have no idea. And I think that's well, I think that's a bad thing to think about. I mean, it would be up to his waist. It wouldn't be the bathtub was empty, right? Yeah, but like he, he wouldn't fill up the bathtub. What, <laughs> well, what kinds of processes are happening there? We don't know. That's fair. No, no, fair, fair, fair. Maggots, Michael. You're eating maggots. Um, I'm, yeah, I mean, just think of Tetsuo. <laughs> just think of just think of Karida and Tetsuo, right? There is a lot of yeah, biomass no, shift I'm, in that. There's a lot of biomass, and shit swells. That's fair. Well, so when we it, shit swells, so when we so when we came into the season finale, and we we recorded right. all of our previous discussions, but when we came into this, there was a lot of pressure. They were ending on the highest. I think there was the oh. highest expectation. And risk of failure from all the seasons in terms of coming into a finale, in terms of what sure. they'd set up and what they could uh-huh. possibly resolve in one hour, whatever it was. Sort of like minutes. so. So stop me if you've heard this. Stop me if you've heard this before. But doesn't that sound like the setup to uh, Game of Thrones? It sure does. <laughs> and, so, and, there was, and there was Game of Thrones in this season, so you're right. So I do feel like we're all coming coming into it from a different angle, though, because I know from our last discussion, Blake was like. Look, if he's not a replicant, this is fucking bullshit. Kind right. of. Right? Mm-hmm. And then, Tom, you were coming at it from, look, it's narrative. He's probably a human, but there needs to be some kind of closure. And I was like, how are we going to burn down the world exactly? Right. <laughs> so, so from, from those three viewpoints, how just in like a short synopsis, how do we feel? Like, Blake. How do you feel about him not being a replicant? Uh, well, the, the, the way that they went through uh, uh, convoluted twists and everything else, I am less upset about that than what I'm. How they managed Bernard this entire season and where they left him. So okay. The, okay. yeah, so I'm good. Yeah, I, I totally I get what you're saying. Tom, yep. 
how do you feel about about walking into this the, the end of the last episode with like kind of your your preconceived notions of walking into it there were no robot battles there was no what there were no giant robot battles well that's the problem my biggest complaint, yeah, right? and i wrote it in my notes is where the fuck are the where are the war bots because like right, i said were... no i, I want kill bots. Last... i didn't want robots i want kill bots yeah right, I, right. I wanted war i wanted more war bots is what i titled one of our last recordings right. on this subject was you know Warbot wednesdays i want those war bots to be tearing shit up and we have since we saw the the uh the wall smashing we didn't get what we were promised we were sold yeah. a bill of goods and that yeah. was 300 war bots sitting sure. on the tarmac and i wanted right. to see those coming to play we we didn't get them I, you know i didn't there's something something strange about the character of that that he was playing i didn't feel like for some reason i didn't feel caleb right i didn't feel like he was really the focus of the season i felt like he was a i felt like he was a mirror on the degree to which we accepted sentience and post-humanity out of dolores and well, when he's... he was set up to be the anti-messiah at the end of this episode and given some keys to the kingdom and ran off and got his cyberpunk 2077 delayed again by two months, uh, yeah. long coat and walked off screen, part of me was sort of frustrated because I wanted him to to break Solomon and whatever, uh, what's the name of, the, of Solomon's? AI son, uh, I can never remember the name. Um, yeah, I, I wanted him to break both of their uh, prediction models, and I right. wanted him to 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 walk away from it. Like I wanted to see him take a different path, not write himself off the show, but I wanted him to take a veer veer hard left and say, "You gave me the keys, I'm gonna run away with them." Sure. Yeah. Because I thought that was yeah, an interesting but... narrative. If you gave him the keys and he ran, that would be interesting. He's the Marsden for this season, right? Yes. yes. Basically, but but the but the whole Dolores Maeve thing playing out the way that it did, and Dolores yeah. turned out to be the Messiah. Like, yes. oh, I'm not gonna, yes. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna well, make it for robot. I'm not gonna make it pro robot. I'm not gonna make it anti human. I'm but, just gonna, I'm just gonna fuck it up enough so everybody has free will to be a mess. But but Dolores got to be both. Everyone has free will to be kind a of mess. awesome. Dolores <laughs> got to be the Messiah and the Devil because she gets to be. The the in um the in hail, in, yeah. yeah hail right because yeah. I mean like that I that I I saw coming but it was kind of like it's interesting to leave the bad guy on the field yeah and kill the hero you know um yeah. so okay so wait wait before we keep going with this so for me coming into it which was just expecting Robo Apocalypse yeah um. Which, oddly enough, they didn't really expand upon past the if you're told you're going to die and the society tells you you're a piece of shit, you lose your mind, which I still kind of feel ambivalently about. Um, and moving that into this into this last episode and saying, oh yeah, no, people are crazy and are just going to act insane. And then just moving through that well, space... <laughs> But wait, but wait, well, what's better than that than having free will robots also going insane? I'm not really complaining. It was just kind of like, okay, so you just give me an environment and you've just said crazy humans, 
Moving on. Well, yeah, but but, but, fallacy, but wait, but the fallacy, yeah. the fallacy of revealing, oh. the fallacy of revealing to all uh, connected uh, humankind their algorithmic predictions about their future, causing pure chaos on limited budget, where it's seventeen people breaking windows and two people fucking <laughs> in a shopping cart, whatever. Yeah, three sure. people, three people sure. stealing shopping no, carts. No, no, no. No, the no, fallacy I, I, behind not, that, though, was to I'm me not was that complaining about the scale of it. I'm just no, but the fallacy was the idea that you release that information and it creates absolute chaos. That chaos is quite yeah. predictable in many other stories where you remove mm-hmm. digital currency, right? Sure. You you, no, no, you no. break down yeah. you break down the 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 fundamental basics of international commerce, and then everyone goes fucking mad and becomes Mad Max. That's predictable. The idea that everyone's given up a template that says this is your future, it's written out, and the idea that they a would go create all would go crazy instead of what you see in the real world, where plenty of real people get told what their their lifespan is when they get that bad news at the doctor, and they don't go batshit crazy. No, but here's the thing. They don't descend into chaos. They don't descend into chaos. And as soon as, but as soon as they got all that information, because it's like people saying you've had affairs. It's people saying you've done X, Y, and Z. Like it's it's remember like the therapist, which again, psychologists being insane and killing themselves is a fucking lame ass trope. You need to stop fucking using it. Right. But when she like. Her husband's like, I can't believe you fucking slept on to me, and she goes and hangs herself. It's like, okay, well, so I it's, think, it's I think that those are parts for all your lies coming out. Yeah, right? but I think, yeah, yeah, and people having to face face their skeletons and and yeah. and, and and face the, the their secrets. I, I no, I think all of that was quite plausible. The, but what I was getting at was that when everyone is given all that information in advance, it's the Schrodinger's cat problem, right? They immediately mm-hmm. change their behavior. The models are broken instantly, right? Right. And there's yeah. and and that and that reaction was not predicted by the AI when she did it. And so all of the modeling all well, the modeling that it was doing and all the modeling that Solomon was doing in its vacuum were completely invalidated at that point. And well, but, yet but it don't was you still think operating because, as it well, no, uh, so to me, it's a, it's the same thing. I always go back to the Matrix the sure. lore and hierarchy As do for that, many. right? I I think it's basically the roho ho bohobo bohobo yeah roho yeah roho ho ho um can't live in an un- can't compute in an unconstrained system, right? And right. so once and once the constraints are lifted, everything falls apart to that perspective because there's nothing to exercise control over. Because right. all the if then statements and the, all the oh. predicted things like there are completely okay. blown up, and I so, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's a cool idea. Yeah. So, so basically, you have, and then that's got shown as disorder for Sirach, end of the world. It yeah. wasn't end of the world; it was just the loss end of constraint. It was oh, the end okay. of constraint. Wait, wait, wait. That's a really cool idea. Let's wait. Let, let's let's break that down from each from each AI's viewpoint, though. Mm-hmm. What are the constraints for each AI? Because I think that's yeah. a really cool idea. And, and our right? and our parameters, good or bad, for each of them. Right, right. right. In, so, inherently so, good or inherently bad. Yeah. So Rahoba Rahoban. I don't want to. I don't want to make fun of the name. I feel bad if I do that. But so I don't. So, so, <laughs> So it couldn't. I'm, I'm going to call it our money from now on. By the way, <laughs> yeah. so just like just like the brother, it couldn't live without certain parameters being set for right, it right, right, not source, correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Because okay. yeah, because so, then, then the the algorithm was you predict the past. I mean, you, you know the past to predict the future, right. and right. then you put things in place to make sure it happens. Right. So it okay. is all about constraint and control and predictive outcomes. Okay. So uh, so keeping that same mindset, if we move to um, the the one that was actually active, was that Solomon? Yeah. What was the yeah. big one? Solomon the mini one. Okay. Solomon was the mini one. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, what what were its constraints? Like what was it? What was it bound by? Because there, everything's bound by something. Mm-hmm. So well, apparently, it didn't have an Ethernet by. connection. Is it was bound <laughs> by not having an Ethernet yeah. connection because it was an AI left left alone to ruminate with a bunch of bodies on freeze, which didn't need to be frozen. Could have just been killed. Still don't understand. So, that. so it was it was either way to create a virtual world for all those folks that got frozen and detached right. and put in there to create you know basically what Maves. Sure. You know, but but going back to that, legend, why, right? but going back to that, I'm still not convinced why that's, that's were all of these. Idea. Yeah, why were all of these? Because uh, um, because uh, they they weren't willing to kill those that could break the constraint. Why not? So they sidebox them. But why not? Be- moral, morality, ethics. What morality? He was having people yeah. killed all the time. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. Serac. But whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He, so okay, or, wait, or maybe, or maybe, maybe he they killed, thought what's that, his name at the plane on the plane rudder. He's like, but, but wait, but but wait, if they if they maybe they thought if they could study them and could understand the yeah, outsiders, maybe sure. they could build a better constraint. And so yeah, without and the thought, need for it. And I thought about that, but my question is, was Solomon studying them or not? Because it seemed like he was just sitting around, like like uh, the you know the the, the, the the third act reveal. Like it didn't seem like he had any purpose other like, than to be discovered in a bad. I feel plot. like he's yeah. kind of tossed, in order to just. In order to just yeah. be an overlap think, on the so, Westworld so like, world, so like right? Solomon was a nice was a nice mirror image of what the of what the AIs went to, right? Right. Rojo so Mojo. Whole, <laughs> <laughs> so well, a whole so bunch the, of humans being put into this alternate world, and a whole bunch of AIs being put into this alternate world, right? And we right. had two cool. It was a very heavy handed. It was a very heavy handed. Right? It's all the but, same thing. Right, but they didn't use it. They were just right. like, right. "Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's your answer." Later. And by the way, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I yeah. didn't come away from this episode disappointed. I didn't not like the episode. I think it's fair to oh, criticize yeah. the shit out of it, but it was not. Um, I, was I actually enjoyed it. I was like, okay, but, I'm cool. But but again, talking about as I love to do, talking about the the butterfly effect of, effect of little yeah. changes that you could do to make it more consistent. To me, if he had shown up, if it had been flip the switch on this. What is this? Turn it on. And Solomon comes up and it's like, what's been happening? Holy shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's been yeah. shut down and it's like, well, you know, my models are fucked. That would have been an interesting thing. And yes. the fact that it would have by turning it on and, and it having, you know, doing a, a, a you know, a, a, you know, a network analysis of the world, seeing what's happening and saying, okay, well, here's what I would do in handing him the death switch. So, that would have been so, an interesting way of handling. Are, are you straight up just handing a Deus Ex Machina to the to the listening audience right now? <laughs> <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, but you know. but it but it, it so the, I mean there there are also a couple plausible explanations, right? Like Solomon was the beta. Yes, and then Rojo Mojo was the alpha, right? Or Solomon was the emergency backup if Rojo Mojo broke down. So we actually haven't discussed the third. 
the third constraint, the Kurt, the third constrained AI, right? Which was Dolores original, ah, Alpha yeah. right? That's an, that's an interesting. See, to me, it was supposed to be Bernard. To, to me, Bernard well, was yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah. Four. I, I like the idea of four then. So yep. okay, so let's do Dolores first, wait, wait, and wait. then do Bolo- I never, I never really thought of it that way. I never really thought of Solomon and our money and Dolores and Bernard all being the same species. Well, they are, but they, they are, right? But they are. I mean, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so what... what that wasn't Dolores drawn... Is... The threads of that weren't drawn in order to make me think of it that way. But it's interesting that you bring that up. Well, but, however, comma, there, there were some parallel threads. <laughs> the, the, no, there were some parallel threads because right. Solomon gave the death pill for Rojo Mojo, and Bernard was trying to fight Dolores, right. and the same kind, the same kind of... But it was it was kind of duality in the warring AI factions. Yes. About pro human, pro robot, anti anti, and so it was it was With a very parallel symmetry, right? Right. An insufficient amount of warbots involved, but yes. Yeah. And then Dolores chose not to play. She chose, mm-hmm. "I will take a world without any of you, uh, except Hale fucked it up, and then made you know William uh, get slaughtered." So you know, there you go. Well, Hale fucked it up, and I I would I would say that. So okay, so let's say so. Let's, because he'll be, let's, and the, the irony there is that he'll became he'll became too human. Yeah, she so got just became too human. She became an infected. So we so never fascinating. Break on the Delorei, though, right? So yeah. we, have we never, but we never explained. Delorei, we have Hale. We have um, uh, what's the samurai Delorei? What's his name? Yeah, um, Dolomite. No, nope. <laughs> Dolomite. Sure, we have Dolomite. <laughs> him, him. We have Dolores. Yep. Who am I missing? Then, I'm missing. Well, five. you're missing number five, who mysteriously got one scene in 45 seconds. He appeared. He appeared as a SWAT guy. Mm-hmm. Gave him. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah it was the guy. It was. The and then guy disappeared was, again. Right, 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 and I was right. absolutely. I was like, okay, this is awesome. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so he's still out there. So he's. He's still you know, out there. Yep. We got, we got nothing from him. So we have. The martyr, it's important that he right, was the Irishman, who was like, I will die for the cause. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Hale, who is, no, fuck your cause, I will live my own cause. But wait a minute, we never established why, we never established why Hale was infected with this humanity virus, right? Why she was having the ghosts of the template that were bleeding into her and causing madness. We never, Maeve, we never Maeve had that. the same thing. Maeve had the same yeah. thing. Yeah, true. They, the the, the emotion corrupted the code. Yeah, previous yeah, previous point. previous experience affected current state. Now, remind me, who do we think caused the bombing of Hale Dolores's car with the family? Sirac. Sirac, so, totally Sirac. When Sirac did that, that was a death knell for him because. Mm-hmm. Had he yeah. not done that, she would have gone off and been living fantasy, fantasy oh, family. Was, mm-hmm. Off the field, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, restoring right. sobs in a suburb somewhere, and right, right. That's a big deal. Yeah, and it's not as if he didn't think she could. She had a chance to make it through that, right? He knew right. how robust right. the engineering was. Right. So, that was a, that was yeah. a hateful wait, act. Wait, yeah. wait, so, do I, um, maybe I'm unclear. Did he know she was a? Yes. Uh, Yes, he knew, he knew she was a, a robot. Because remember yeah. when he took over when he took over the company and okay. they forced her out, and then and then Warbot broke her free. Uh, uh, right. 
right, 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 right. Hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was stupid. That was a stupid move. I think it's. I think well, it is definitely. He was trying to constrain. He was trying to constrain. He surely yeah. was. I think it's definitely important that what's his name the uh, the the fifth Dolores giggles uh, giggles <laughs> is on oh, the, he's on, on he, the map. He's a great character. I love he, giggles. I love giggles. No, yeah, don't, his yeah. arc with um, his arc with the evil fucker um, yeah. was 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 very solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Samuel? Is, Sam, yeah. <laughs> no, Samuel. it's not Samuel. Not Samuel. <laughs> Listen, this is, I, I feel like this is what we need to re- rename this podcast. You know, the guy with the thing, you know. Uh, the guy with the thing in the place. Yeah. The gross guy. conceptual know, error. But I know what gross you Gross conceptual yeah. error. That's gross what it is. conceptual error. Yeah. yeah. His, his arcs in Westworld. Yeah, Ed yeah. Harris is, yeah. Ed Harris is, him and Ed Harris was really solid. I really like that yeah. story. But so, his, I mean, his arcs but in Westworld were very interesting. His his moment in this episode as the as the SWAT guy was a tease that they didn't pay they didn't uh, play up in this episode, but I think is going to have to be a big part of the next season, season four, because it be. it's a huge deal. Well, we okay, have two so, we have two post Doloreses on the on the uh, field now. I will say I will say I was really like part of me was really kind of like well this just fucking feels like a setup for a new season, and then I was like wait. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. The, the ending of every Westworld season is set up for another. Yeah, it's season. supposed to be. Never mind. It's fine. It's fine. This is no, totally no. And I will works. say, and again, when we get to the stingers, I'll say I thought that the stingers were absolutely perfect. I think in, oh, in, in many ways yeah. they allowed because the problem in each of these seasons, particularly with this season, was in every story where you have increasing levels of entropy, it's hard to imagine where they go because it's only going to get worse, right? And so they've reached. They jumped forward in a brave way between season two and season three, and they gave us what they gave us. Uh-huh, and then uh-huh. as the world is burning, you're like, well, where does this go from here? Do we really just need post-apocalyptic most <laughs> post-apocalyptic Westworld? And what I liked about it was they gave us enough little tastes of things to make us think that this could be – there's an interesting way of putting it back in the bottle. And I don't know what it is, yep. but it's there, yeah. and I'm oh. curious. Oh, okay. Blake has an idea. Yeah, I have an idea. Bring up the Matrix again, I'm sure. No, no, I'm going to bring up Blade Runner. You're going to yes. send all the replicants out into the outer colonies, and it's going to be Westworld in space. I'll take, I'll take it. I'll <laughs> sign right up. I'll sign up for that right now. I'll, I'll I will sign that. up for that right now. I'm actually okay. With that. It'll be, it'll be a weird divergence, but I'm cool with it. No, so, yeah, that's, <laughs> I just thought that that's where they're going to go. That's like okay, androids in space, replicants, Blade Runner. Great. I had this great idea. Well, I think it's pretty great. Being a designer, designers generally think that what they design is great. Um, this idea Funny that. that it would be an, it would have been awesome if Caleb was seen in the finale, right? Like the next time you see him or something, that he's wearing on his neck a ring or some chunk that has been strapped like a pendant that is from his robot buddy from the construction site that took the pitch. And exploded because that would have been symbolically a really powerful nod to where he fits in in the war between humans and AIs because yeah. he had a he had a benevolent and interesting relationship with his worker bot and Agreed. watching his worker bot pitch and die. I thought that would have been a really interesting touch. I guess what they didn't do is all those things I just told you. So, so anyway. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But it would have been great. You have to admit. Well, I mean, they're they're just I, I 
so my my theory Maybe is so that right. they're going to go next season is going to be broke down technology yes wild west in the in the post apocalyptic world right with robots and people wandering around doing shit heavy metal magazine mm-hmm. herlunt herlunt as far as the eyes can up, see straight up a a, a a fazio fucking straight up comic yes everyone has rusty but highly chromed space harleys and, and they wear bikini tops so like uh, wait like priest <laughs> well, well basically yes okay wait wait so i recently watched priest for the first time i'd never seen it and i'm like yeah this is totally not a not a not a, not a western story not good. Yeah, no. This is the, the thing that should be happening is this is not good. So, what you're, you're saying is going to be like the Book of Eli, but with the religious zealots being the robots and the humans being the scum. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think it'll be that. That I mean, I liked Book of Eli, but yeah, I don't think it'll. Be I did too. I did too. I am. I am legendary. I, 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 yeah. No, I did not like I Am Legend, but I read that book in high school, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Um. <laughs> So he's the like, bad guy, right? <laughs> but, yeah, but, like, <laughs> but like, go watch the Omega Man. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, maybe, like, maybe we have a bit of Book of Eli kind of destroyed world, but I don't think the religious aspect will be as prominent mm-hmm. because there's been. Well, I mean, I guess there has been a fair bit of Messiah. Mess- there, there has been a lot. Messianistic, right. messianistic. What, what the fuck is the word I'm trying to go for here? I have messianic, messianic. I have a, I have a book. Of, I have a book of Eli reference later in our podcast in terms of oh, a similar okay. project that started one way in a book and then was cut into something entirely different when it was revealed as a product project. But in your post-apocalyptic well, metal herlant world, metal herlant. What yeah. if? What if the survive? What if the hosts are the saints what if people are sure. running around worshiping yeah that'd be the cool. hosts as post-human gods praying that, that for be... and anticipating and fighting in factions to make themselves worthy for their return and, and, they're, and they're actually prophetic right yeah. yeah but all but also in space though so yeah. like there's a there's and also more robots. robot and more rob more warbots please there's an old anime called genesis survivor Gaiarth, which is uh, after this huge war, there are robots and people, and they all I love live their together. Fake English words, Guyarth. I know, right? It's great. I, it's it's like maybe three episodes. It's not even like a full series. Kerplunky that, that, that was Kerplunky on my name. That was on my name list for Mateo. You know, it was Mateo, then Marco, then Kerplunky, then Guyarth. Then Kerplunky. Nice. And Vampire Hunter D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, hey, stop I, shitting on my fucking fandom. <laughs> fandom. So, do you? Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> How surreal was it watching all of those LA riot scenes that were strangely compact because they just didn't, like, they oddly didn't use technology to expand the rioting crowds big enough to make it really feel. I feel like at the time we watched it, it was okay. But then, I'm okay they didn't. No, but you know what's weird, though? We watched it. Well, you just rewatched it. But we watched it, and then we watched real 
protesting yeah. crowds and rioting crowds in mass yeah. over the last few weeks mm -hmm. and then comparing that imagery to the imagery in westworld made the westworld riots seem very small scale yeah no it did well except well, well it for the crowd scenes right it, you're, yeah. you're right but when they went up to the bit the, the wider tableaus and sure. they had they had better cgi opportunities yeah. they, they made that happen i just love the rent a goon oh yeah squad that that came through and they could just yeah. Form a phalanx and go oh, through no. the riot. Like what? <laughs> but 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 at the same time, what I thought was odd was what it was missing. And going back to the twenty forty nine concept, it was missing is that, go, go. he was moving through those riots as if he was detached from it, and he was just kind of walking through. Yeah, and they weren't yeah. really affecting mm -hmm. him. But it didn't yeah. have. But it didn't have the 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 serene sort of ghostly imagery that I would I would associate with that it was more like he just was not a target and to, so to me i like i wanted it to be a little bit more ephemeral ephemeral well, ephemeral so and it wasn't ephemeral. At, i think you can look at that two ways uh speaking of the goon squad right you could you can think of it as people are still being directed by technology yes and if technology is pushing people in certain directions it would his technology would be pushing them away from him, which would keep him separate but still engaged. Sure. See, right? Yes. So, yeah. the, this, this is where I it's think they ourselves. really fucked up plot wise. No, no, this is where they. If Caleb would have been an AI human form, you know, meta state, uh, that would explain his disconnectedness because he was out yeah. there controlling the entropy locally so to make right. sure it didn't come to him. Right, right. Whereas there is something. There needs to be something external controlling. Well, it could have been. It could have been Maeve. It could have been Dolores. It could have been any of it them. Could, right? It could have been right, but we know we know it's not Maeve. Right. We know it's not Hale. And we know it's not Solomon. And we know it's not Solomon. I mean, and Dolores was kind of theoretically, well, out, Hale, of, out of action, right? But, but but Hale had switched Dolores off, right? She tightened right. the the, the right. neck bolt and. But, <laughs> so, we also, we also yeah. saw the that slave Dolores bolt in Star Wars. Could, <laughs> Dolores could send commands out yeah. that could be time delayed. Right. So it's, it's possible Dolores. I mean, Dolores in in in, in villain oh. terms here is a mastermind, right? right? Has all of the plays set out and just waits for the for the actions to trigger them. If that so, were true, she would have brought more drones to her battle with yes. Maeve. Uh, unless she unless underestimated me, she did underestimate me. She, she and, did, she and did. you can't say that that was part of her plan. She definitely well, but, was not part of her plan. But that's why she went milk free in the new yeah. body, right? Yeah, she didn't die, did she? No, but but the but so we're talking about um, maybe she being able went to, milk free in the new body. Yeah, remember she got one that, that was all printed and not dipped right? in milk. She didn't get a dipped uh, in milk body. The right. last version. Her, her, uh, like her last body was original form host, which was all metal and fuck you. Yeah, got it. Yeah. I see what you mean. The backup right. body, which was uh, absolutely yeah. fucking really, amazing. Really like that. that was whole deep, that whole scene was amazing. Possibly the best fucking way to say that. I love it. <laughs> what, what, what is what? I, th milk. I think not dipped in milk is the best way to. <laughs> uh, it's like I mean, yeah, no, fuck it. This is hardcore, old school Teflon body. Now, yes. if there's something. Body. If there's something that this season has given us, it's a number of amazing scenes where rad, mean shit came out of suitcases, right? Yes. And of course, yeah. I'm referencing our war bots that I still didn't get. 
but you're right. Warbots and, but, of course, the uh, the, the suitcase fucking yeah. machine gun. Suitcase, suitcase machine gun, right? out Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. and then, yep. and then, oh, oh, and then the and then the non milk body. You know, right. the biggest. Sorry. I think the biggest missed opportunity. Let's like finish. Let's like finish. I I just want to put something out there. You know how Maeve and Dolores could interact with robots and circuitry and impact them, right? So let's say they are the equivalent of a a droid messiah, right? And we've always we've talked about the duality between the quote unquote humans and the the silicon, right? So what if Caleb really is a messiah and he's able to control local pockets of humans around him and push them off just like Maeve and Dolores can? So what what if they are truly the two sides of it and they're trying to broker that? You know the the God and Adam touching finger thing. Um, what if that's why he looks so detached? What if it was really uh, because of uh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> yeah. What, what what if what, what if he was distracted because he was doing that? That's that'd be an interesting idea. Like, what if he does have some kind of like neurological control over his environment? He does have that thing, right? Which. Mm-hmm. Which would let things influence him, maybe reverse current it out. That'd be a cool idea. That was or straight maybe, up cyberpunk adrenal gland tap. I loved it. That was. That was. Yeah. No, I did. That, that was double tap gland adrenaline. All I was saying, all I was going to say before was the biggest missed opportunity with the goon squad in the in the riot scenes was that they didn't do a fucking amazing callback to one of my favorite movies from the nineties, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Where the Coon Squad could have been in neck, neck, neck to neck to shoe, uh, invulnerable body armor, long coats with Steyr Og assault rifles, and no headshots. It would have been perfect. Yeah. And we didn't get it. No headshots. Never. No headshots. I do love that movie, but yeah, I was like, just shoot him in the head. Burbank's an international goddamn international airport. Whoa. <laughs> the um. I I really did I really did like the scenes where they brought back the original two uh, paper players, and one of them got injured. And he's like, "No, deal with him. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of the rest of this." Yep. You know, I really I really I liked those characters, and I liked the fact that they would show up and just be like, "No, this is where we need to be, right? Like this is the place to be." It's they they seemed almost present in that, yeah. which yeah. Um, might they, be, they were very resigned to what the chaos that was happening and right, which, uh, yeah. which unfortunately I'm now I'm thinking about might be like the unfortunately the the Hollywood trope of the magical Negro, which is oh. unfortunate. And like I'm thinking about it now, like shit, they were always in the right place at the right time, and that's not great. No, I thought I, I view that more as a red shirt Star Trek thing. Yeah. But they but they didn't like they were almost practically unkillable. Like they were like. Badass of the badasses, which is awesome. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, okay. So, do you think that uh, Sirak has a role to play in the future? Nope. I think we're done with him. Yep, I agree. I think his story is told. I think the new story is actually Hale's story because he's neutered. Hale... He's been neutered by his complete the collapse of his control. Yeah, like and, he and, was and the, the mechanism that he was using. To define his world, I mean, it was it was what kept him going, right? Yeah, he's a paper emperor. Like yeah. it's 
like once they broke once they burned his paper he's just like what it's like yeah you're done brother sorry did you did you think of him as a villain or an unsympathetic character in this story unsympathetic character i didn't think of him as a villain i thought of him just as some shit heel who was trying to make the world his own i thought he was a slime ball wow i thought the little hints at his background even as you saw how he went too far and he in my view was diverging into us in into some madness at the same time that he's locking up his brother i'm not convinced that his brother was mad by the way when he was no, I put him away. Yeah. I think yeah, he, was, yeah. he was morality, right? And so he was so pulled, off, not, pulled off the okay. board because he was not. I'm not sure that the stories we got from his point of view about right. the past were right. I agree. Like, I agree. When Unreliable he's like, narrator. You should get rid of him. I'm like, I'm not sure your brother said that. Are you sure your brother said that? Yeah, well, just like. Just like you William, so so I put I put yeah. like William and Ciroc, kind of right, but that's my kind of same thing. I, setting, yeah. I don't know if I'm if I can set aside my my confirmation bias that I like Ed Harris and I like Vincent Cassell as actors. I find them watchable. I find them immensely watchable, particularly oh, up close, up close. So I love watching them. But in both of those cases, even as they did terrible things, I didn't see them as villains. I saw them as Oh no! Incredibly Ed corrupt. No, 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 no. Ed Harris is a villain. When Ed Harris, when Ed Harris is sitting in the room full of other Ed Harris, yeah, and, and and then they basically eat each other. Just, right? Don't forget, I fell, I fell asleep. I fell asleep until the last second of that, until like the last twelve seconds of that scene. I still have to go back and watch it. Remember, I no, no, it off, no, 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 and the, I woke the, the, up and he was strangling no. the last of himself. I'm like, what? No, yeah. there, there, there is no, there's no psychic recovery yeah. from that. No, there, yeah. even even in the first season, it's like no, and Harris is a villain. I love him. He's a great well, villain. No, no, and going back to that though, going back to that though, they did a lot to try to blur him and make him gray in later storylines. Hmm. But if you go back to his propensity for rape and murder, like, well, yeah, that's no. still pretty evil. What I'm saying is they did an effective enough job to give us motivation and complexity to both of those characters, to me, that made them interesting. Not pure villain, oh, flawed, no, no, flawed, tragic hmm. characters. No. Not necessarily, no. not one. I, I would say no. he's an interesting <laughs> villain. <laughs> I would yeah. not say All right, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, although, I will say that when when the turn comes and you realize that William and Ed Harris are the same dude, I was like, <laughs> holy yeah. Shit! I was like, uh, oh, you mean, like, oh, okay. in the, yeah, in previous season, in, right? Yeah, yeah, season one. I was young like, William, old William. Yeah, yeah like, that, season, that first season to us was pretty amazing, and a yeah, lot of people like, have that's said that pretty fucking awesome. I was really impressed with that. Well, and, and to take another reference from Game of Thrones, as you as you said earlier, I mean, one of the difficulties of the season was one half of the people watching it said it was better because it was simpler, simpler, and more streamlined story. No time jumps. No. Uh, heavily flawed, oh. unreliable narrator. It's it was pretty yeah. much what was in the tin was on the label. Yeah. But then yeah. the other half were like, well, there weren't enough twists and surprises, so you can't please everybody, particularly humans. See, I um, don't understand that because it's like, did you expect society to fucking crumble? Because yeah. if you expect that from the first episode, 
what the hell did you watch? Because that is well, you remember I, a couple a couple episodes ago, I was I was floating the idea that we had the simulated world in our money's mm-hmm. construct, mm-hmm. and then the real world, and they were diverging. And right. Blake argued that it was editing problems, and I was like, no, it's deliberate. And and I even referenced how I was wrong on Lost. You were right again. It was editing problems. But my version would have been so cool. Caleb would have been walking around with a piece of robot part hanging from his neck, as I said. And, you know, the divergence between the simulated version of what the hosts are doing and what the hosts are really doing would have been sure. interesting to to, to, to to see. And you just you don't believe me, but I'm telling you, if I had a, a, a Solomon or a, an Armani, it would run those simulations and tell you that I'm pretty much right. Okay. So uh, also, wait, wait, I have a question. Wait, wait, I have a question. Yes. What was Surat going to do with the robot afterlife? Well, they said they said at one point that he was just trying to get all of the data on what their choices were and what they did. All of those sentient, host sentient uh, uh, records to sure. to feed our money to improve its sure. modeling. Because it couldn't right, model but, hosts, right? Right, so but that I mean, seemed to be it. That's it. That was okay. All right. That seems pretty straightforward. Data acquisition. He's a completionist. Mm-hmm. You know. He's a, um, okay. That, I, I wonder if there was something deeper. But if that's if that's it, then we'll, we'll only know if right. he comes back in the next season and has a bounce back. And that's what I was asking before. Here's the other question: the dual- only if he has a goatee. Oh yes. Definitely, it's a goatee. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Cassell with Cassell with a beard. So, um, the final Dolores Pearl, which was Lawrence. My question is: so he appeared, and we saw him for a split second, and he saved them from the shotgun blast, and then, and then gave him a little yep, and then they're off. But what do you think he was doing before then? In other words, there's some story there, which maybe they'll give us later. Maybe, maybe not, depending on the time jump. But what was he doing until this point? Because if he really was just a plot device convenience and they had he no was. plan, there was no plan for the fifth pearl, and that was a Lostian bullshit uh, magic box scenario, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm, a, I'm afraid it was a Lostian bullshit. It was, it was we're going to keep this one in our back pocket till we need it. Because if it, it was were, a letdown, if there, were, if there were a story, they should have made some webisodes or some five minute bits or something about his life. They would, they would have done something, right? They didn't use him other than to get someone out of a pinch. It was, again, right. much like Solomon being turned on as or being on when he arrives. Only o- The only purpose of Solomon is to be discovered by the hero. Right. His Lawrence's this, purpose in this season was to get the hero out of a pinch. This was, this was the season of God from the Box. I mean, 100%. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Here's another Deus Machina. Here's a new Deus Machina. Here's a fifth Deus Machina for you. Have fun. All right, I have another question. Do you think, because I wrote questions down as little uh, little topics, little bon mots for you. Here's a question. Do you think Charlotte has all of the Delos data at this point? All of the data from the park, everything that was recovered. Do you think she has that? Do you think she has anything from the Hidden Valley? Where the ranch comes from? Well, at, actually, because she's making she's so, making an army of, of hosts at this point. So at the end, when she's doing the fucking uh, yeah. digital pushing yeah. of herself, yeah, I think she might. I think she has all of Sirak's information at this point. So, but Sirak doesn't have all the information. So the question is, oh, does she have? 
does she have a the data because Ciroc as soon as Ciroc took control, the first thing he did was say purge all the data. Right. right. He so she has, he she terminated has he had. terminated the Westworld program and was like burn all the tried. files. Tried, tried to. Tried. She saved it. Right. She, so so she has whatever pre Ciroc takeover. Right. And but whatever Ciroc had. But she doesn't have the Hidden Valley Ranch stuff because Bernard has the key to the Hidden Valley Ranch. Correct. Now, that, that's what big, so big point has, for season four. So she has more info than anybody else, but not all of it. Okay, so Stinger one, what do you think Bernard saw? And also, do you think it's Bernard when we come back to it and it's all dusty and you see him come out of it? Oh, that's a really good idea. I like that. That someone else comes back beside Bernard and Bernard stays. I think Bernard deserves a fucking heaven. Fucking Bernard. I love him so much. My favorite scene in the entire episode was dusty ass Bernard. The light yeah. quality in the room, all of the dust, the 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 so, the impression so did, that that it wasn't. So did you like, like did you like John Carter of Mars or are you a hater? <laughs> <laughs> I love John Carter of Mars. You know that. Because that is, it, that is a straight up rip of John Carter of Mars. It totally is. I totally agree. I like John Carter of Mars, not John Carter. Barsoom. So here's yeah, Barsoom. I like well, I love that movie. I had a really good time watching that. I did too. It was a it was another disaster of marketing that, that killed it. But my yep. point is and also timing. And we talked and Chris and I talked about this years ago. Sure, sure. It was an impossible task to get people interested in a proto sci-fi fantasy story that led to all of the sci-fi fantasy stories that the last two generations have ever seen it felt derivative but it was the source of all of that yeah right it's like watching pride and prejudice and we're like this is where all rom-coms come from i think that's a very good point (laughs) i thought that they put an incredible amount of work into making it look like all of the detritus on him was so this is my thing about him and my oh first my thought God. was, oh, it looks like maybe someone bombed the motel and you got no. shit on him. Like, I oh think my it's God, so good. Yeah, if yeah. that's naturally occurring detritus, he's been Uh-oh. in there, for the, and that's why my question was, when is this happening? Like, like, because okay. like, he was he was no. vomiting up his duodenum. I saw it go. No, I'm just looking at my super printer. Sorry, go ahead. Your super printer. I the the degree to which they use their super printer to create detritus <laughs> that was subtle enough. I, I felt like they're telling us that that scene is decades in the future. That was Grandma's closet. Yes, or I Grandma's agree. Grandma's attic, I right? Agree. And to me, that, was, that, that was is exciting. Adjust, yo. That was yeah. or, super exciting. Or is it Fallout? Right, could be Fallout. Fallout, Fallout cool. I call it Fallout. But again, if they're based on if they have a biomass on their surface like a Terminator, then if there was Fallout, that all that would have gotten all nasty. But is is uh, is this Bernard uh, the milk dud, or is he non-fat? I don't know what that means. Seems racist, but also the other no. question is: if there was dipped a in milk, dipped in milk or not dipped in milk, dude, you can't oh, throw okay, those terms around like that, dude. I got Come it. On. I got it. So, so the, here's the issue, though: if it's Fallout, though, that would have been an EMP that would fuck him up anyway, right? Uh, depends, right? But, I don't. I don't but, he, but he, but he was sublimated. Time? Yeah. Yeah. Right. He was sublimated. He's so not you're there. That if an android is dreaming, and a and an EMP goes off, it's okay. Ah, uh, but no. But you're saying he he wasn't dreaming. I'm saying his consciousness, all the wiring, everything else, all right, somewhere else. Right, and then it came back. Yeah. Him him putting the thing on and going into the Hidden Valley Ranch is is effectively like jumping on the internet. 
So if you set off an EMP, you would break that connection oh, no, 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 and no, you would no, no. fry him. Transfer no, no, no. of consciousness. Transfer yeah, of consciousness. Agreed. Agree with Blake. Agree with Blake. Because if it were on the internet, There's no evidence to support he could, this. He could still he could still <laughs> talk to he could still talk to Le, the lesser Hemsworth. Yeah, bleeding 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 out in the bathtub. Right. Drinking Ripple. All right, well, that, okay. and, and and like this is a fun conversation, but that is not the interesting fucking t- the fuck fucking uh, trailer bit. Go it's, go to the go to the Stinger Two. One. Stinger go to Two. Stinger Two. So when do you think Stinger Two is happening? First I question. Don't, well, I mean immediately, right? Is it? It's immediately after the end of the series, right? Is it? Is it? Hmm? Why? What? Because he's still bandaged. So he's still broken. So well, I mean, okay, well. Within six months, I guess. Okay, fair. Right? My so point, with, though, is... That's my point. Within, if it is right after the lifetime, finale... Like, within a human's lifetime, infinitesimal. <laughs> my point, though, is... My point, though, is... If it happened right after... If it's a follow-up event to the, the, to the sequence of things that we saw in the finale... How did she have enough time to create the infrastructure necessary to start building an army of hosts? That's whoa, whoa, whoa. the part that doesn't jive for me. She's already been making hosts at that point. She's been making hosts for months at that point. When did, when did the month jump happen? When did that happen? She's been, someone's been making hosts. She's yes. taken it over. But that's my question. Right? Did she take over Dolores. the system that we saw all the milk vats and everything else? Nope. So is this the Dolores making nope. hosts and she's nope. subverting it and she's making bad hosts out of it? Yup. That's my the yup. Blake, do you agree? Muted, muted Blake agrees. She, she's been cranking these things out for a while. Okay. Interesting. Yep. All right. Okay. I thought perhaps it's a near future. I think it's a near future scene. He was, still, my... he was still pretty beat up and in the same clothes. <laughs> yes, but like all good video games, you have one more. <laughs> <laughs> just... No, fair. <laughs> Fair dinkum. Fair now, dinkum. Now, how did you feel? How did you feel about him being offed by the you know, yeah. West, Westworld so, original Westworld movie Man in Black and becoming so what he originally yeah. was? Yeah, I think that was awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was so great. It's like, oh, you're the hero. No, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. This is the villain who needs to be the villain. So, based on your unsympathetic views about William, you felt like this was the just end for him, and you liked the yes. idea that there's an evil robot now. Taking yeah. on his vices. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. Because, a couple of things, right? They were trying to get these uh, hosts to become people out in the real world and use them as spies or agents or sure. conduct agency, right? And now he himself has been yep. consumed by that same plot. I thought yep. that was pretty brilliant. He got eaten by his own system, biatch. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. definitely the answer to the question we had the all season, which was has he been a host this whole time? To me, yes, as it, a, did. it did. And again, yeah. and again, I know the as a parent thing is annoying, but to me as a parent, the point where he went past, like the no return point for him, was when he killed his daughter. Oh, 100%. And he knew. He oh, I don't know about that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well, no, no. You're right. You know, Blake's no, right. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> he was a kid before that. Yeah. No. I'm saying he was a shit. No, no, in, no, in no, no. the narrative we saw, that was the part that resonated with me enough to be like, that, well. That's where he reached ground zero. That is yes. not when he became evil. I didn't There's say that. I'm difference. saying that's the point where he was no, no, Blake, the point of no return fair. for me. Yeah. 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 
Well, I don't know. I, Rape and I, pillage gonna, in the first season was pretty tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna step back three steps and be like, when he raped Sandy Newton, maybe that's when he died. That's yeah. when he was I'm gonna go there. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> or no, when he killed, when he sent his uh, what was a brother-in-law off, tied up, naked to a horse oh. to his death. I think that. May have yeah, been. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we liked it. But we, but we were for it because, yeah, but we were for it because he was kind of douchey. Brother-in-law was a douchebag. And also, he could survive a hell of a long time that way. The the Swiss have a term for this. It's called Fiatafleisch. And I can tell you, under the right circumstances, I'm sure it's delicious. Yeah, live off Arizona months. Arizona, wherever China, and that's not that not good. So, uh, did you? So, okay, so now one other thing from the last episode leading into this episode. Solomon's Lab, or whatever, this little secret lair, was located in Mexico in some desolate world, which was the template for the original Westworld. Do you think that there's anything that we've seen in this season that will be the cues for what we're going to see in the next season in terms of how they template the world? In other words, do you think we've seen any any sets or any any settings that are going to be the inspiration for what we see and what is it i do that gas station god damn it so i was thinking it was going to be the nightclub in which dolores number three bit it because i would like a lot of uh yakuza just a whole season of yakuza shit would be great with me but i thought i thought it'd be i thought it'd be the uh, world war ii uh nazi village (laughs) yeah The problem with that was that they went back to lies. They went back to that so many times. They even after they even they did it. She circumvented it with all the papers, and you're like, "Aha! You beat the system." And then they went back to it again. And I was like, "What are you doing?" No, that that I don't want to talk about. But Blake's right on it, though. Blake, you're right on it because we're we're due for Future World, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. People said that this season was Future World, and it's not. We need future, future world. Wait, whoa, we, need, what you... we need Pan Am in space. This fe- this was Central future Fusion. world. No, we, no, no. We we're talking about space time, spacey time. No, 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 we, we I future, what you're saying, but, but we got future world, right? No, now we need we future, future world. Hover cars yeah. and bikes and that like... that that was twenty thirty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm pretty sure future. I saw Blake's Cybertruck in one background scene. Really future. Uh, I think it's 2030. I think it's 2030. All right, all right, all right. I get you. I see what you're saying. So it's not future enough, is what you're saying. Right. I want. I want. I want 2200. I got you. 2200. 2200. So I actually, I actually, um, I, I hate to say this, I've never seen the sequel to Westworld. Um, Did you see the original Westworld? Westworld was pretty fucking terrible. Um, Did you see the original one? You actually watched yeah, it? Yeah, I did before. Before the TV series came out, I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. So I like have the source material. Oh, really? I watched it. I was like, this is a fucking piece of garbage. But I see where all feature sci-fi came from it, which makes me kind of happy. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, it didn't come from Buck Rogers. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. but there's so many Buck Rogers things they could do. I love Buck Rogers as a child. But... The toys were good. Ooh. Space 1999. Oh, that. Nobody talks about that show anymore. No, no, they, that's they true. Don't. They don't. They don't. That's accurate. So I loved the Buck Rogers dog, Cyber Dog, as a toy. Yes, I did too. Wait, I did not. And then it was Hervey Velich has in a suit. That's Battlestar Galactica. Oh, you're right. 
That no, but Buck Buck had it too. Buck had a no. no, no he, had, had, he had he had a BDB to BDB. Yeah, yeah. 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 BDB. Her vouchers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but Battlestar Galactica had the Cyberdog. Cyberdog, yeah, with the big moon eyes. Yeah. This whole yeah. this whole conversation is yet again a pre dog's lunch. Well, so one gross of, conceptual I, error. Yes, gross one, conceptual <laughs> error. I do have another uh, question about this episode. What did you think was missing from the finale? It's a broad topic. More bots. Yes, correct answer. Uh, like, I, I really think I really think Hale should have deployed the warbots around the facility. We should imagine the fucking some kind riots, of... and then they have to clear yeah. a path around the building when the yeah. rioters are getting too close to the building, and the warbots come out. Imagine yeah. the warbots flinging people thirty feet in the air. That would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah agreed. What else? Blake. Wait, Blake's frozen. Is Blake gone? <laughs> he is. My God, freeze all motor functions, Blake. <laughs> That's pretty great. If he Did was he here, if... does he build? Blake, Blake would say there was not enough uh, comprehensive computer ag- uh, computer technology. Yes. I think, I think if anything, uh, Blake would say that there was not enough uh, Tandy Newton in the finale. Well, fair. She's wonderful. She's a very talented actress. And, oh, oh, he's back! He's back. And we can't hear you, Blake. You're, you're... Freeze all motor functions. Diagnostics. No. Come back to F us. Minus. Come back to us. Come back to us. I can see you. Spirits of now? the dawn. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Okay. So that was absolutely brilliant. And if this had been a, if this was something we were recording video, it would have been perfect because you totally froze. <laughs> we ran diagnostics on you. But here's my question. We were talking about what was missing for the finale. Right, and I said that you would say that there wasn't a, not enough Tandy Newton. Now, well, there's always not enough Tandy Newton, but right. the, uh, correct answer: Warbots and Tandy Newton, right? Yeah, the the thing that I would the thing that I was looking for was ultimate clarity and resolution on Bernard, and he and he got the 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 setup. Go send the shell and the setup, and right. why he would, had all these emotional conflictions and everything else, but. There is still no final clarity on what the fuck is the story with Bernard and what is yeah. he actually trying to do. Right, but as we discussed, like, as you and I have stated, like yeah. Bernard was completely ignored this season, and it's bullshit. Yeah, because he's the most compelling character on the entire show. And even if Agreed. they're going to, even yeah. if they're going to, even if their goal is to phase out Dolores and bring in. Bernard as the focus of the next season, and I'm not convinced necessarily that she's gone. Well, she's not because Hale is there no, and she I mean, is Dolores. So they're going to have they're going to the have flashbacks with the Dolores actress. there yeah, all the yeah, fucking yeah. time, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you could still you could have still arrived at an endpoint which is that everything revolves around him, yeah. while still giving him more to do. In the same way that Lawrence was used as this weird last minute fix on their problem, they could have given. Yep. They could have given him a lot more pivotal impact in this season storyline. Yeah, it's particularly. A, it's some, yeah, yeah. Well, so particularly it's, in the it's fact like that were, it's like they're apologizing for last season, where it's like, why are you apologizing for this? I think last you're right. Awesome. I thought once we intersected Caleb and Dolores with Bernard and Lesser Helmsworth, Hemsworth, and Bernard was interacting with. Caleb in that 
that moment in the season. Mm-hmm. I thought that the purpose of that was Bernard was going to introduce doubt, torch. introduce doubt to Caleb, yeah, right? And give him a fork huh? in the road to choose which which mm-hmm. AI was the was the play, right? And yep. then they just whatever it was, hands up. <laughs> yep, it was just boop. Yep, yep. So, oh, was that a turd? I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah. So, so did you? But I still really enjoyed the the finale. But do you? Did you feel like you got closure in this sto- in this arc of the story in this finale, or did you feel like maybe it was a bit of chaos and all of a sudden it was done? So I, I felt I felt closure around one manifestation of Dolores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So the, the, the Lawrence, the, right? Dolores. That that was it. Lawrence, the, the, Lawrence it put, in the SWAT gear is the one you're. No, talking no, about. Dolores. It put it put a. We put a pin in that narrative, and Dolores was finally resolved. I mean, Solomon and uh, also got resolved. Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah. and William and William also got resolved. Yeah, yeah, true. Yep. So, I mean, for for many respects, we resolved a number of season one characters, like just like okay, done, I... done, done. I I'm still waiting to find out that Anthony Hopkins is Caleb's dad. Yeah, it's either for it, right. Yeah, I hope not. God, I hope not. That's... I like the idea that the story would move beyond Ford, but it felt like it was a low hanging fruit that I was amazed they didn't pull in because his mm-hmm. absence was so pro- profoundly felt in the narrative that it made it, it surprised me they didn't do that. Um, that said, and again, confirmation bias. But I like Jimmy. What's his name that plays oh. young William? And I was yes. waiting for them to hatch a young William host because they've had his data since day one. And maybe in season four, we get a young William versus old William. So I would not. I, that. That'd be cool. I'd like that. They um, I did like I did. So in a lot of sci fi, you get the um, the story of you are who you are only because of your past experience. And well, this... until you aren't right, you are who you are until you aren't right. But right. this story seemed to seem to kind of run contrary to that because they erased a lot of Caleb's past. Yeah, and he was still who he was, which I kind of dug. I like there is a core yeah. to the person, and like no matter how much erase or kind of tweak you. You're who you are, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, Blake's Blake smiling. No, I just I just love how they transformed Caleb into Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, and he had to get his rock bottom until he found his purpose, and then rode off in an El Camino. <laughs> so a I cyber, didn't watch a cyber I didn't watch, El Camino. I didn't watch the movie was the movie worth it? El Camino, it was very much worth it. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's really good. Now I asked you right. this before. Can I watch that movie without watching the entirety of that show, or do I have to watch the show first? You have to watch the entire show. Yeah. yeah. And, and my general disdain for watching people do drug manufacturing and kill each other. Do you really think that I will enjoy that show? I think if you give it a fair shot and get through the first four episodes, you'll be hooked. Because much like uh, Sopranos, which you were you have expressed shock in the past that I haven't watched. I've watched the same episode of Sopranos and the same episode of Breaking Bad several times. Like the random, like it's on you ter- in a hotel room, turn on the TV. So and the same episodes on. I've seen the same episode uh, of those two shows. That's a, that's a sign. That's a sign you need to diversify your background. 
Okay. If you're gonna watch you are who you are until you're not. <laughs> fair. That's fair. If you watch Breaking Bad, you can watch it in the beginning. Um, I will say, if you have issues with spiking of depression, that show will trigger it because it is not... a fucking depressing ass show. The primary, the primary thing. Oh, I've watched man. I watched Six Feet Under and all that shit. I mean, listen. The primary thing that depresses uh, me all, uh, in uh, all of these mm. shows is the lack of war bots. So if you tell me that there are robots, <laughs> but, but I'm 100 percent there. Wait, wait, wait. wait but Breaking Bad has Breaking Bad has Jessica Jones in it. Yes, it does. Fair enough. It does. But depressing, Jessica Jones. More, no, more depressing it, than Jessica well, Jones. Is. Very much so. Yeah, no. very much more depressing. And but no uh, I, but the uh, I'll tell you this: if you watch the last two episodes of Breaking Bad and you just say, "I'm not going to understand anything about what's going on except for the big." Yeah, final scenes, and then you transition into El Camino. You might have a shot, but I, I don't. I don't think you'll deeply appreciate it. As no, I, I'll watch the whole season. I just haven't, you know. But so, so, how do you feel uh, about the spinoff? Have you been watching that? Uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah. Yes. I have read that it is better in its evolution than Breaking Bad was. Is that true? No. Not at all. No, no. <laughs> no. really. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think. I think. It, Is this an Iron Man post Iron Man problem that you can't have Better Call Saul without Breaking Bad, so it could never achieve Breaking Badness? No. Or is it... What's What's great is it fills in the whole story uh, in a very majestic way about how all of these things were put into place before Breaking Bad, before right. Heisenberg ever happened. That the what What happened to Heisenberg? What happened to Pinkman? was preordained basically by everything that happened in better call Saul. It, 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 it. it's pretty, the, the creative geniuses. It is not a Damon Lindelof show. It is brilliant. <laughs> it is. Wow. 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 <laughs> see what I did there? I do. See what I, I did do there? see what I, I brought that back. You did there. Yeah. Is, is it on iambic pentameter? Because it is. <laughs> so For plunky plunk. All right. So we, we finally, <laughs> despite all odds, we we finally pulled together our last edit of the Kerf Flunky and completed our review of Westworld season three. I was expecting that we would finish this in time for season four, but we actually got to it, so that's great. So, unless you have any other uh, thoughts or comments about Westworld and what we went through well, as a whole not, season, we should let's let's do like. Like each of us, like do yes. your final thoughts. Okay. Like, what do you like, sum it up in like a couple, a couple words or sentences? Tom. Seventeen thousand words is what you meant. Eighteen thousand. Do it, rock. All right, you go oh, first. Wait. Go first. Me. What are you um, summing up? The whole series or just the season? No, the season. And how you season. felt about it? You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just okay. what, like your postmortem thought on it. So yeah, my postmortem. Okay. That's a great All idea. Right. So okay. So my postmortem on season three is. Um, I love seeing a cyberpunk world. I loved that cyberpunk world. Um, I felt like it was maybe a transition period to a new set piece, but I didn't hate watching the transition. How about that? Okay, fair enough. What about you? Uh, I'm just going to quote Maeve in my uh, assessment of this entire season. This is the new world, and in this world, you can be whoever the fuck you want. Nice. That, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that's all I need. All right, Tom. 
I feel like Quarantine Blake painted that on the ceiling of his house. Like, <laughs> like ran out of space like uh, David Ayer's Joker and you had to write down the wall. You know, That's really edgy. You, you painted outside the lines. Okay. Uh, let's see. Postmortem. I would say that I felt like there was an opportunity to tell an interesting story of how humanity would do to itself what the hosts were doing to themselves based on the negative influence of what humanity did to hosts. And yet it got lost along the way and it was still enjoyable, but it fell into tropes of so heavy handed uh, parallels between the humans and the hosts and their two shared experiences that I was aware of the mechanism. Like I was aware of how heavy handed it was and I wanted it to be a little bit more subtle that the hosts would the hosts would fail because they were patterned off of humans. So the failings of the humans would be the failings of the hosts where the hosts felt that they are post-human but they're really just repeating the same mistakes. That's what I wanted in a more distilled fashion and it kind of fell apart along the way. You you wanted to be Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Without That's the, what you wanted without, to be. Yeah. W- without Space Jesus and Rider Strikes. Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Because yeah. these themes are across several projects at one time and several projects in the past. Yes, they're 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 constant tropes that we've seen in this kind of material, but yes. Battlestar Galactica pinned it much more succinctly than this season of Westworld did. Yeah, I mean, the Bowser Galactica had two sharp Shark Tank moments. Right. This one had like eight. <laughs> Do you mean Shark Tank or Jump the Shark or Jump the Shark in a Tank? Any of those things. No, well, a, a shark that has the logo of the corporate sponsor for the <laughs> yes. gene coding uh, from Moth. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, so can I, can I can I also bring up the thing that I just don't understand yet in Westworld? Yes. Remember the fatuation with the maze and cutting yes. off scalps and looking yes. at the maze and trying to figure the puzzle yes. out. When are we ever going to get that 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 back? Like, when are shark we tattoo, shark tattoo. Yeah, but we also saw. Yeah. But then we also saw some other imagery of that maze symbol in other places. Yes. Right? we started to see it patterned into the into the environment. It was. It was. I, I swear to goodness, it was a piece of art on the wall of the bar when Katana Joe showed up, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and well, okay. And so here's the thing, though. It was a heavy-handed metaphor for being uh, in a maze, being in a maze, and solving, going on quests and solving problems and working your way through a video game, which is Westworld. I get it, mm-hmm. um, but yes. It feels like something they're going to be able to pull forward in in uh, in the next season. The, qu- the big question, though, like you said earlier, is it going to be a metal herlant uh, post apocalyptic bikini cyber Harley future, or are they going to find a way to push us into another pocket world? <laughs> yeah, in a way that makes sense because that's the problem about putting the genie back in the bottle. We've talked about this on the previous seasons. Westworld was awesome because you knew as you led into it, you knew that this was a contained universe. That was not the real world. Watching the microcosm of how people interacted in it was was an interesting study in how people behaved. But if all bets are off, as we've seen in this season, mm-hmm. how do you get back to a world where? And you said, you know, go to space, do this or that. 
The, huh. the question in my mind is, did we actually experience the real world? Because I'll go back to that. Did everything we just oh, yeah. see, was this actually a real world event? Or was this a future world event? Was this a simulated I, event? Blue pill, they, red pill. If right. they make Bob, if they make Bobby <laughs> have a dream this season, fuck this show. <laughs> Well, well, we had the uh, we had the I'm book of God. yeah we had the book of Eli. Maybe we're ready for the book of Caleb. Yeah. What if what if what's his name the 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 heavy in his crew who had the LED display on his chest about whatever, whatever he was thinking? Yeah, giggles. What if giggles is just like profound and then in season four and it's him <laughs> sitting in a room and he's like, damn, <laughs> he could be your Bobby. Well, the the, the 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 one episode that detracts from that is the drug episode. Yeah, you're with right. the music oh, soundtrack. Yeah. That was so bad. It was bad. I choose to forget that actually. I liked it. I don't understand why. You yeah, that's your one. that's your oxy voice speaking right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you're experiencing that right now. Every time you look over at your comics in the background, it switches to a romance, and then you come back to your computer screen, and there goes a bromance, bromance. and then nice. yeah, cyber bromance. I was gonna do a podcast, but I got high. Fandom, fandom. Well, guys, do you want to d- tell me a little bit about your planned plundering for this particular session? What you are looking forward to enjoying in print or media or some other thing? What do you want? To, what, do you, what are you looking forward to, Mike? Why I gotta go first? Blake, go first. Blake, go. Blake, go, Blake, Blake. I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to the archive. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I, I'm gonna write that down. In bold. That was good. That was good. That was a good call. No, no, no. Um, Yeah, I can't wait to see that dog something. Um, (laughs) Let's see. What am I looking forward to? I'm still looking forward to Tenet in 2022. (laughs) Me too. So it's interesting that you say that. do you? Uh, but this, this, has to, this has to be something on the near event horizon, right? Well, not necessarily, but yeah. Um, let's see. Why not? No, but so I, mean, I know. No, no. So I know. I know exactly what I'm excited about. The boys season two. Oh, when uh, does that come out, though? I think it's coming out what the, the November. So that's the event horizon for you. Hmm. Well, or you widened it. I don't, I don't think a lot is going to happen between now and then. Yeah, let's see. Hold on. You're gonna wake up and you're gonna have dust and detritus on you, and you're gonna have a bathtub full of black goo next to you, and you'll be like, "The boys, uh, milk dud, milk dud." <laughs> <laughs> edit, hard edit. So, you know, it's interesting, Blake. I want to ask you this. I meant to ask you guys this earlier. So, will Tenet get you into the theater? I mean, I think I know the answer, and that is yes. Yes. Go to yes. The Alamo at midnight. Right? Yes. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, it. I'll yeah. Go. yeah, we'll do it. We'll rent, we'll rent out, I think, between the three of us, we'll rent out the entire theater, right, based on the social distancing rules. Sure. Oh, actually, yeah, actually, I actually hear that the boys season two may be out in August. Really? The hell you say. Well, I'm looking forward to that, too. What about you, so, Mike? What do you... So, so, with the boys, uh, I didn't realize that the, um, the, main, the main bad guy, uh, the guy who played Superman, yeah. he was in a, another series called Banshee, which I loved. And when oh, I really? saw him in there, I had no idea it was the same guy. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> he looks so different. Um, I, re- I remember reading about Banshee or seeing it, but I never saw it. I, I really dug the first season of Banshee. Second season got a little whiffy. But, um, He's a cool, got a cool face present. that looks like you've seen him everywhere, but you haven't. Agreed. Agreed. He's, mm-hmm. I'm happy to work. I really dig him. Um, I am not. You really dick him? him? I really. What? 
I thought that's what you said. <laughs> it seemed it seemed appropriate for the character. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, whatever. Um, well, too many mo- too many mother's milk issues for that. 100%, too right. many mother's milk. Um, <laughs> have you ever man. heard him use? His, have you ever heard him use his natural, uh, natural his original accent? His, his no, accent. I have not. He is a Kiwi. Is he? I'm very interested to hear what he sounds like. Interesting. Interesting. Lucas Um, Hood in Banshee, huh? Yeah, see, I've gone, I'm going through his whole list and I cannot find anything that I saw. And yet he looked so familiar. Not only the way he, not only his face, but his mannerisms and the way he talked and everything else. He seemed like I had seen him a million times. And yet I saw him precisely zero times. Yeah. Um, Man, like last time we tried to do this, you kept shutting me down. So I'm, I'm oh. really fucking having that. Um, <laughs> I've never shut you down ever about anything ever. Bullshit. No, like last time, last time we did this, you were like, nope, you already said that one. Nope, you already said that one. That's not nope, a shutdown. That's a redundancy warning. I want to know new exciting prospects for you. That's not Man, prospect, am, which is on my list. I'm a slow, slow fucking reader, brother. Um, this is the part where you tell me you're going to read all those. Uh, you're going to read uh, Ms. Marvel and uh, and uh, Squirrel Girl. Oh, look, look at the time. I got to fucking sign off now. Nice. <laughs> um, so, uh, Kieran Gillian has a new story out called Ludocrats, which is actually pretty solid. Um, it, if you it's like called Ludocrats? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, cool art. It? Uh, it is Image. Surprise, surprise. Yes. Uh, if you like Kieran Gillian's work, uh, I do. I, Gillian, Gillian, don't know how to say his name. I apologize. Um, we are talking about the artist, not the actress, actress from, no, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, very confusing. The writer. Because the writer. So, first of all, I was like, yeah, yeah. Blake was interested at first. He was very interested at first. The phonogram, uh, The Wicked and the Divine. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, shit. Uh, the recent one about King Arthur, which is amazing. Uh, it's really good. And Die. Die is an amazing comic. If you haven't read it, mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. It's about uh, a group of kids who played a role-playing game when they were teenagers and got sucked into the world. Yep. And then five years later, got spit back out. And no one talks about what happened in the other world. And oh, then they get all sucked back in again in their 40s. It's fucking awesome it's a really good series it's so really good that sounds a lot like that book series we've talked about on this pod before joel rosenberg or whatever uh, it was the this this book is a lot lonesome carl coolanane and the whole uh, slave, yeah. slave breaking thing yeah so wait yeah. you guys you guys are talking about lonesome dove you ain't no giant um <laughs> So yeah, I would say uh, his current book, Ludocrats, is pretty cool. All right. That's your plan plundering. Okay, so mine is there's a new adaptation of Perry Mason coming for HBO. Oh, forward to that. shit. That's, God damn it. That's a good one. Yes. Agreed. There, there is a... Uh, I like it because I'm really struck by how every man the guy looks like. He is yeah. so unremarkable. I don't know the actor, actor, but he is so unremarkable in appearance and so like he has a... 40s but like blue collar 40s look but not overly stylized 
just, isn't he the isn't he the guy from the Americans? He might be, but I'm just saying he just has this look that is so distinct in its everymanness that I think that's important to it. I but but it, it you are absolutely right. It is the guy from the Americans, and it looks like he has some prosthetics on for this. So ah okay, yeah, they so, they yeah. But no, I keep, you're, you're, that was that was a bullseye, my friend. That is a that's a good call. Matthew nope. Rice, 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 R H Y S, Rice, Rice. Did you uh, did you guys watch the Americans? Uh, no, I did not. Yes, and you did, and you enjoyed it. I loved it, and not just because of Carrie Russell. Nope. Is it? Isn't he married to Carrie Russell? Yes, they are. Ah, uh-huh. that's pretty fucking awesome. That's really cool. That must have been really hard to do. I can't imagine like. Or maybe they like, met I on work, this, or. Like I work in my house with my partner every day, and I can't imagine like us working together every day and then coming home. I've just never day. imagined. I've never been able to imagine how people who are acting could be in a relationship. I can well, they act. How... They act like they act like the people that should be in a relationship. True, but I can see them hooking up. Uh, that makes perfect sense to me in terms of all of the llama drama, them staring at each other, and oh, you can see that happening, yeah. and all the mind they games got, and whatever they're going through. But the idea of these people getting into they got married a year into the show. Yeah, that, that's just a Scientology tax write-off scheme, dude. Don't put too I, much credence in it. I'm sure, but at the same time, what I think is interesting is when these when these actors break up and then they still have to play against each other in romantic scenes and whatever and that must be a tragic i would love to see multi-million dollar paycheck i would love to see brad pitt and jennifer aniston do mr and mrs smith too yeah but they're like hanging out again or whatever no no but but so you you get it with the that's what broke them up no no no, No, that's why i want jennifer in there instead of angelina i get it i get it i see i I picked up what you were laying down that's that's fucked up brother Interestingly, Americans and that project had an almost identical poster art where she's standing with her leg up like this and the thing. All right, so um, not that I pay attention to such things. Another item uh, for me is Cross Swords, which is a show on Hulu. It is an animated medieval fantasy show that's very raunchy, and its motif is that the characters look like little wooden peg, painted peg people. Um I'm not sure if it's good, but it looked interesting enough that I would try it, so I will. IMDb gives it 6.6 out of 10, but IGN gives it 3, so... All right. Hmm. Um, In the trailer, I wasn't dying, but I thought I'd give it a try just because I like the fact that we have so many um, sort of unruly medieval genre stuff out there, and and I like... I want to give it a try, so I'll try. Uh, Also, I I do... Yeah? I did like, um, if you haven't watched it, the Fort Salem stuff. Oh, interesting. No, which is I thought that was pretty fucking cool, actually. It's actually it's actually a really fun romp. I was expecting yeah. to hate it, and it's actually way better than I thought it would be. Yeah, and the uh, the lead. I guess there's three leads, but the the one girl who has the facial scars, she got that shit on a movie set, and like I like the fact that she's still getting like she's fucking still getting work. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not see <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, where to go from that, right? Yeah, you, right. You, you, you sent me, when you were talking about it, you sent me to the conceit in Ready Player One that the horrible disfiguration that she was so embarrassed by was this slight... Uh... 
no, so no, discoloration on one eye. No, she was in she was in a horror movie and they like pushed her through a fucking plate glass window or some shit. And this one does, yeah. Fucked up her face. Like she had like she has a fucking wicked ass scar. Like, um but it's it totally works for the series and it's it shouldn't be a problem, but where you threw me and I was along for this ride, but where you threw me was I thought we were talking about animated shows. And oh, you said Fort right. Salem, yeah. and then you started talking about her physical uh, uh, injury, right, yeah. and, I, and she's still getting work. And I'm like, if a if a plate glass window smashed faced person can't get voice acting work, something really happened to her. But I guess I understand now what's happening. We yeah, shifted no. into subject matter. I get it. Uh, I'm also no, no, never, never apologize for diverging on this podcast because that's basically all we have. Now, listen, I also put down Prospect because, as you pointed out. You guys have seen it, it's and I've been screaming really to see cool. this since the dawn of time, and it's sitting right there. I just have to. Here's the thing. It, it won't rip. So I have it. It came as a DVD. It won't rip. So I don't have it digital, so I can't like turn on the TV and see it. And go, oh, yeah, yeah, I got to watch this. I got to physically put it in. Huh? Oh, Is it? Yeah. Well, that makes it a hell of a lot easier. What a chump I am. Blake's large intestines all over my face. All right, and then finally... And this project's a little bit farther out, but uh, you know you liked it. The, this one's a little farther out, but um, Showtime, which I have been watching recently for another project, has something coming out in August called The Good Lord Bird, and I'm all over it. Have you heard about it? What's that about? What's about? It's, it's Ethan Hawke in the 1860s or oh, so, okay. playing a violent, no, a, a violent like preacher-turned-warrior-monk type, Matt Space okay. Madness abolitionist he's a rate a raging abolitionist it looks insane you're Don't still like out ethan hawk talking uh, suck it Don't what about like predetermination him. did you like that movie uh, you know what i actually wanted to watch that i never got around to it it's not bad not uh, bad he doesn't ethan hawk his way through it it's pretty okay yeah well my problem is the fact that ethan hawks his way through everything including you know his wife um, oh step oh! kidding Ethan Hawk, I don't I don't know you you're probably a cool guy I just don't like your acting I'm sorry brother. all right well go watch a trailer for the good Lord bird because you would be hard-pressed I mean you know it's Ethan Hawk if you know what Ethan who Ethan Hawk is but there's very little Ethan Hawkisms going on here he's batshit crazy has a big beard he seems very intense and interesting and weird and I don't know I think it's gonna be an interesting story I'm looking forward to it what do you think Blake? you know what I mean how bad could it be because his daughter's awesome so yeah absolutely so do you, so blake you saw the trailer for that right oh he's on mute. oh sorry i'm really looking forward to it i actually yeah. you know i'm, I'm saying, pretty right? gung-ho yes yes yeah. i'm very much looking forward to that i think there's going to be a lot more to this than just an abolitionist who's a little edgy i think it's going to be i think it's going to use that i think it's going to be uh i think that's the launch point to it but i think it's going to be something weirder than that we'll see we'll see all right uh, what about our recommended, uh, our Rumfield recommendations? So stuff you're watching or you're reading now that you want to recommend to others. Fuck me. Mike, don't act like you didn't have homework. Blake, what about you? I know, I'm going to put Mike on the spot here. I think he threw <laughs> it up on me. So I'm going to put Mike on the spot here. <laughs> Squirrel Girl. Miss Marvel. Um... <laughs> One second. What are you enjoying? Well, I guess that is. I mean, it's still a good answer, but. Fucking pick it up my stack. One second. No. Oh, shit. Ooh, unfortunate. 
Nope, nope. Talked about it, talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. Oh! Simon Spurrier's new book is pretty fucking awesome. Alienated. Ah. Uh, it's about three teens who get psychically linked to one another beca- uh, because of some alien little pod. I've talked about this shit. I've already talked about this. Yeah, um, but I like it. Lauren Keeley and Jonathan Luna's 20XDX, which is about a psych... Uh, it's about a future where you get a disease that gives you psychic powers. Um, if you get the if you get the disease, one in ten, like nine in ten people die. One person gets a power, um, yep. and it's about the ostr the ostracization ostracization ostracization. Thank you. That word um, of the people with this disease, yeah, and how they, they have to become criminals pretty much to survive in the world. May fabulous I say, work. May I say that yeah. I have loved and continue to love your elevator pitches on comics. As someone who doesn't read as many comics as I used to and wish I did, you make me interested in every single project that you're reading because your elevator pitch is so damn good. Thanks, man. Yeah, you did a great uh, job. Oh, shit. No, no, this is really good. Uh, Brian Jones, Jane Elphick, El- El- and Doug Garbark have an Oni book called Backtrack. Which is a racing book. This is insane. Uh, it's a racing book where a whole bunch of race car drivers have been contacted by a mysterious benefactor to race in a race. And when they start the race, it sends them through time. I like and it. And the first jump sends them back to the prehistoric era, and half the racers get eaten by dinosaurs. Yes. I love it. It's, I will it's never tire. I would it's do a whole show insane. of you doing these I love it. elevator pitches, man. It's sharks, but lawyers. I'd be like down with every single one that you pitch me. Even, you know, you could be pitching me comics that don't exist, and I'd be like, I'll take it. <laughs> All right, Blake, backtrack. what about you? Love and backtrack. So, uh, Penny Dreadful, City of Angels. Oh! Yeah, uh, I like that one a lot. Um, it's been a lot better than I thought it was going to be, but. Um, it's always it's always good when that happens. Yes. Like uh, pardon? You like the first series? Hold on. Yes. Don't say anything. I did. Don't, no 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 details. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, um and then I will also say Space Force. <laughs> it's actually pretty darn good. I like that um, one a lot. Uh, uh, it's it's too it's too prescient, man. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> They're like we made this seven months ago, and it's happening now. No, it's happening now. Everybody run, uh, but it's a uh, it's um it's been a it's been a wild ride. I really like that show. Everybody tries to badmouth it, but I really like it. So. Nah, they shouldn't. It's, it's yeah. fucking. John Malkovich is oh. just brilliant. Talk about a guy that. who's aging upwards. Right? Has yeah. Malkovich ever not been fucking brilliant? Like, but, but the. Jeremy Irons and John Malkovich get better with time. It's yeah. amazing. Both well, of them and, are just well. And Timothy Dalton, you mentioned Penny Dreadful. No, but he's not I... in it this time. So Penny Dreadful, he's no, not I in know, it. I know, I know, I know. But there. just re- yeah. referencing referencing people who have aged forward so but much I th- than they were. I, th- I think I think you're getting him confused with Sam Neill. I think there's a there's a no, problem. No, 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 not. I like him too. <laughs> I like Samuel more from his real persona, like his Instagram more than, or his Twitter, whatever it is, more than his acting. Like he he is so oh, funny. He is funny. No, I like yeah. him both. I'm saying he's even better as a 
personality in uh, in his Event Horizon is the fucking fantastic just showcase of Sam Neill as an actor. Event Horizon. Event Horizon. That's that's a documentary, right? What, really? Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Man. Guys, Man. you misunderstand me. I love I love Sam Neill. I'm just saying I love his Instagram even more. Wilder people. From his homeland. From his Have you not seen that? Have you not seen that? No, I've seen bits of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. Oh my god. Okay. Yes, you need to go see that. Yeah. I'll go watch it. I hundred percent will go watch it. Um Deadpool two, you know, the kid that's doing the flamethrowing? Yep. No, listen. Yeah, yeah. The kid who's doing the flamethrowing. Yeah. He's in Wilder People. People with Sam Neill. Yeah, it is a was fantastic that, was that his first film. Was that his yeah. first film? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. And Taika was associated with it too. While the people, so go take a look. All right, I'll still go watch that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So on my list, I started watching Solar Opposites on Hulu, which is yeah, the I started watching that too. Product of one half of the creative force behind Rick and Morty, the vocal half. Um, What's his name? Justin Roulon or something like that? Rouleau? Justin Rouleau? Justin Rouleau? Rolonard? That guy. So anyway... I'm only like five episodes in, but I'm still enjoying it just fine. I like it. It sounds to me like it doesn't hold up based on your face, but right now I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it feels like low-rent Rick and Morty. Yeah, fair enough. But... Uh, okay, so also, let's see, I watched an Alien remake from the Cardboard Movie Company, so oh, they're playing shit. off of the, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the infamous high school adaptation, but now they've done it in their style, so they sweeted it, and some of the choices they make are fucking amazing. You've, did you watch it? Did you watch that video? I, I've watched clips, but I have not watched the whole thing. It's great. The, they actually make the facehugger seem, they make it mechanically work, and it's really cool to see how they do it. And uh, and as always with sweeted stuff, it's all about the soundtrack or the noise and the foley. So like, there's some woman going pew 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 pew. <laughs> the alarms are going off in the ship, and it's just cracking me up because you can tell it's someone's voice. I just I don't know that stuff cracks me up. Uh, also, um, so I was also going to mention Space Force. So uh, again, I haven't watched the whole season, and I think Blake, you may have finished it. But as far in as I am, I think it is it is a bit uneven. But I love the cast. And I love the set design and the costuming. The set design is so lush and it looks so good. And I really enjoy it for that perspective. And I actually also like Steve Carell playing someone other than what he has been typecast with. Yeah. He has problem. That character has problems and is, and is fallible, but he's a different type of power in the room than his character in the office is. And it's interesting to see him play it that way. Um, so and and again just the sets and stuff i just love it uh and then uh finally so i just started penny dreadful finally because i never had access to it before and i unlock showtime in order to start watching it and so i'm halfway through the first season or most of the way through the first season so so i'll tell you this that you, you can you can watch a show that has the same name and different seasons and what? you would think they would have something to do in common but penny dreadful Season one in Penny Dreadful City of Angels. No, no, there, there, there. Absolutely no fucking commonality other than no, the Frankenstein. That's it. No, it's no, amazing I, how different they are. I, I read that, but I mean, it just I wanted just based on my predilections. I was really excited to watch Penny Dreadful from day one, and I never had a chance to. And mm-hmm. getting started on it, 
loving it for what it is, seeing a little messy parts, but I am just so impressed and I want to talk more about it after I, I want to get through the first three seasons and then get it done. And then I want to talk about it in greater detail because I yeah, know no, they... I can already tell it's going off the rails and doing whatever it wants to do. Much like American Gods, it starts one place and ends another place. And I just want to, I want to get through it more, but I'm really, really, like, really I'm, enjoying it. I'm yeah. a big, I'm a big Harnett fan. Like I yeah. like Josh Harnett. I yeah. think he does a really good job. There's a mosquito. No, it was a mosquito, guys. It was not even a thing. It's not even yeah. the Oxycontin that I've been chewing. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Harnett. <laughs> Come try him. <laughs> you, got tuber- you got tuberculosis, but that's okay. Yeah. No, I agree with you. He's actually, he's really watchable. And his character, when you watch him playing that character, you feel like you've seen it before because he's playing it in a way that, that is very familiar but resonates. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, you gotta remember, this is the first thing he did after a huge fucking hiatus. Yeah. Like, this right. is what he came out with. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'll come back. And and, and I mentioned Timothy Timothy Dalton before. I did a little research I, in him, because I, I didn't like him, him as a Bond, and I never really I, liked him in other things. But he's I, great in this. He's I great in this. Yeah. And then I was reading up on him a little bit and realized that he has this entire life as a stage actor. Oh, and yeah. I started thinking about it, and I'm going, wow. We never got. I like the pretty lights. I never. We never got Timothy Dalton as American viewers. We never got him in and things that showed him. At least I saw, that showed what, what kind of gravitas he could have and what makes it interesting. And he's like well, no. a lot of people, just like Mike here, with a white beard. He has. He is suddenly imminently more watchable, Mike. You're but now, imminently but, more watchable. Yeah, but now, but now we got Pierce Brosnan in that trade instead yeah. of Timothy Dalton. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, and and I was drawn by the so subject matter. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. So I was drawn by the source material and everything, but also I was drawn by what they did with the costuming and the yeah. photography with Eva Green. Like, yeah, well, goth- of course, the, her yeah. gothic look and her eyes and everything. And what I find fascinating about it is that she's playing such a believable uh, British character, and it would have been, I mean, granted, the connections of her character and the way that they're telling the story, but. They could have let her be French, and it would have worked just as fun, just as well. Probably uh, could have been better. Probably could yeah. have been better. Yeah, it's interesting when you look at her and you think, "My God, this is not even," you know, much like our friend from uh, from from the boys. Her accent's quite a bit different. <laughs> it's like watching Preacher, and everybody has an accent that's interesting, but it's not their own accent. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So, hey, are we talking uh, about Carl Urban right now? What's that? Are we talking shit about Carl Urban? <laughs> In preacher, I'll forget. I'll come. I'll come through the screen at you talking shit about Carl Urban. <laughs> oh man, watching hey, you. Hey Blake, you. Blake, could you um, could you pass me some oxycontin? Because what the hell does Carl Urban have to do with this? I lost my. <laughs> what? Yo, Carl Urban's in the boys, and he thinks you're making fun of Carl Urban. Yeah. What? He's not no, talking about Carl I, Urban at all, Mike. No, no. Thirty oh. minutes ago, we mentioned that what's his name who played the uh, the Homelander no, is a Kiwi, no, and he has a Kiwi no. accent. Wait, that's wait, not Carl Urban. That's not Carl Urban. Not Carl he Urban. doesn't play no, Homelander. But Carl Urban's also a good point. Carl Urban also he, has an unusual accent. Yes. Yeah. Wait, no. You said you were saying that just like in the boys, people are not using the right accent. Like, what are you talking about? We just established that Homelander is a Kiwi, and we've never heard his Kiwi accent. 
And it's such and it is such a mindfuck when you read when you watch the interviews with the preacher cast and they all have wackadoo accents that are not the wackadoo accents they use on the show. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and another and gross, another thing. Gross conceptual error, everyone. Gross conceptual error. It's good that you say that, because I have I, one final thing for you that is a gross conceptual cut error. It. Cut it. Nope. Cut it. Here's a gross conceptual error of incredible magnitude. I sat right. down and watched Artemis Fowl with my kids. We talked about this in the past. We've talked about this project leading up to this. We said that it was going to be interesting. Maybe we'll watch it. And what I watched was not a fully formed movie. It was a series of clips that, that executives forced an editor to put together. And it is so far removed from everything so that I read about that character. That's so unfortunate. How did it they is... get Kenneth Branagh to, to to be on that turd princess? I, I don't even know. Do anything for crackers. That dude will just do. He's a fucking boy. Dude, what he did but in he Thor? Just... Sorry, he, yeah, he did a great job directing Thor. I don't know what the... everything about Artemis Fowl is just. He did a great job directing Thor. Yes. Thor. Yes. Yes. The problem is when he talks about directing Thor, he uses words like may, mayhap. So he takes himself very no. seriously. Hey, it, it set the stage for everything that came. Dude, what? Were... No, what is it the stage for? <laughs> that was the most boring fucking movie I've ever seen. You need to come over to my house some more. It's a lot worse movies I can share. <laughs> wait, wait. Human Centipede 3. Go watch Artemis Fowl. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, which is also did Ken's you see it too? Problem, no. right? You didn't watch it yet. Okay, so no. uh, it's tragic. And speaking of accents and people having accents that are not their accents, and also not the projects you think I'm referring to, they don't even maintain the accents through this. Through it's like uh, Kevin Costner did in Robin Hood, right? Like it just they just change as you go. You can see the parts where the act, the voice coaches are in play, and the like Russell Crowe did in Robin Hood too. That's it's right. a Robin Hood curse. They just That's change right. accents halfway through. Like this is such a piece of shit. I just I have to change it up. I will never forget sitting in the theater. The Robin Hood, maybe. I don't think there's ever been a Robin Hood movie where you keep the same accent all the way through. Because you, well, you you switch brands. You go from being an alcoholic to a drug addict, and it really it really messes with you. I, I, I still remember sitting. I still remember sitting in the theater and look, and he's full screen, big on his big old face, and he's like. My men are weary and in need of shelter. And I remember going, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, no accent whatsoever. It was just Kevin Costner with a little bit of sweat on him. Like, what's happening right now? And Mary, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, which we talked about before, you know, she's a treasure, but she couldn't do anything on that movie. She, <laughs> she's a national treasure. <laughs> Her colors went straight. I heard, I heard that he, Alec Rickman rewrote his character over lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Why a spoon, master? <laughs> How does it hurts for you, idiot? Well, anyway, so listen. Artemis Fowl, not great. It has elements of it that look good, but there's a moment. There's a moment. If there weren't mosquitoes in here, this would be more interesting. There, there, there was a moment where Judy Dench in full 
Like, oh, I saw that. I saw Emerald that in the preview, Green. and I couldn't believe that that was Judy Dench. I was like, that em- can't em- be Judy Dench. That Emerald, has to be different. She's in emerald green armor made to look like a suit, and she steps out as the leader of the Leprechaun Army, the police force, and she says, "Top of the morning." She says, "Top of the morning to you." Cut scene, and I remember thinking to myself, "We've seen this happen before with these like incredible actors," and you're like, "What have you done?" But what did she? What was she? She doesn't need the money. What was she hey. doing? Oh, oh, like Aragon. Aragon. Remember yeah. Aragon? Oh, Judy Dench, oh. Dench likes a project. Judy Dench was in that fucking Chronicles of Riddick garbage, which that... I understand. If Vin Diesel said, "Hey, I'll play D and D with," no, she just had the hots for Vin. She just had the hots for Vin. That's come on. Ball like, waiter. Like Michael Caine. Remember all the pieces of yeah. shit that Michael Caine was in until hey. he ended up getting with, you know. <laughs> Michael Caine was in Batman bro. Begins. I mean, but if it wasn't. But Michael Caine has never. But Michael Caine never apologized. He'd take anything. He doesn't care. No. He doesn't care. No, he, he said, like, care. Jaws 4, whatever it was. Like, yeah, I've got a great house in Barbados. Because yep. of that piece yep. of shit. Yep. Good for him. Uh, I remember uh, there was a uh, story about Dennis Hopper's son coming to him being like, the fuck were you in Super Mario Brothers for? That was garbage. He's like, that garbage paid for your fucking college. <laughs> I love no, it. no, no, no. Not for the education. The actual college. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. The, exactly. athletic, the like, athletic building. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, anyway, so just don't watch Don't watch uh, Artemis Fowl. I that set it up sad. terribly because I told my kids. I said, he's a supervillain. Te- he's a kid supervillain, and then he turns good in the end. Because everyone was complaining that the the earlier clips and stuff that they had seen, the treatments suggested that they compressed all the books into one, and you know they moved too fast through that arc. And we get into it, and there's no supervillainess at all. At one point, right. he turns and says, "Because I'm a I'm a criminal mastermind." And you're like, "Wait a minute! He didn't even do anything criminal, nor mastermindy." And also, you never left your house in the movie. <laughs> there are two sets in this movie: his house and. Fairy, fairy, fairy world from uh, so, from Bright, and that's it, too. That's and Leprechaun it. Lord. So th- this is the problem yeah. when you assume that everybody in the audience or everybody's read the book is going to be the only ones in the theater. Yeah. Like the Dark Tower, that yeah. piece of shit with Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey, that was yeah. so sad. And it's because they just assumed everybody had read all the books and they could condense it and trample it into one piece of shit. It would have been better as a spread out, more nuanced piece of shit. The cast would have been great if it was like a trilogy or a quartet. Matthew McConaughey looked interesting, but he was not interesting, huh? Mm. No, I could. I think he was fine as a the, the, the script material that they had to convey I, out of his mouth. <laughs> fair enough. Well, so what do you think the chances are when we meet again to talk about more nerd shit? That we will have watched any of these things that we have said that we're interested in. I think at least 33%. I think so, too. I also got to say thank you guys for making me watch Star Wars Clone Wars. Wait, what? I told you. And I don't believe you. And I don't believe your face. I watched it. I watched the first three seasons. Did you? All of it? Now, tell me. The first three. Now tell yeah. me what's tell me what's what you, what do you really mean? Are you mocking us? Is this no, no. More solo I, I will I will I will agree with you that any episode that has robots in it, you just jump. Yep. 
right? And I've also found out that any of the episodes with <laughs> General Grievous, you should also jump. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it's pretty good. And the Shaka's, I like her. So. This way. Oh, so okay, yeah. yeah. But, but once you get for that first few episodes that are just the strung along bits of the first movie, the animated movie they did, that first half of the first season is poor. But once mm-hmm. you give it room to breathe, and by the time you get through the rest of it, you will not. Yeah, but, it will change how you see the prequels. But I just wish you would have told me to just start watching uh, season three. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I don't think that there's anything wrong with starting as a completionist personality. I don't think there's anything wrong with starting with the raw material and seeing it evolve. Oh, the the, the script writing was so bad in season one. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. But I mean, but you do like uh, maybe not. Do you enjoy the the clone episodes where they're talking about where develop, developing individuality? At least? Yeah, I, I like those because it gets into the we of us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I also just get back to this: why stormtroopers can't shoot? Why the yeah, right? right. And, right. and the clones and the clones versus the robots. I am a little tired of that, but you know, yeah, we all. I, I mean, it. we all are, and and, and yeah. it never gets any better because no. it's boring. But what what becomes more interesting is, for the most part, we we avoid having to watch them sit there and just until season seven when they actually do it right and you actually see Clone War stuff that's engaging. It's the end of the war and you see it and it's yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. For the most part, in that series, they could do their fighting, but what's more interesting is what's happening in between them. Like after season three, the body count starts mounting. It really does. Like, yeah, characters mm-hmm. that you that you know that you've seen through the series totally. Totally. Clone wise, you start yeah. losing clones, and you're like, "Whoa! Did you just, did you just kill fucking yeah. Haymaker?" And they don't get, and they don't get, um, and they don't get yeah. grand sendoffs either. No, it's, they're it's very warlike. Yeah. I mean, people just, uh-huh. yeah. Haymaker's dead. Moving on. I'm like, no, we don't wait. Haymaker. I will dead? also say, Ahsoka becomes. I mean, Ahsoka becomes one of the most beloved characters in Star Wars. But in that first season, she's yeah. brutal. She's brutally annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but this show does more to make you like and then feel bad about Anakin. Yeah. Yep. And I would be happy. And 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 in my perspective, I watched the Clone Wars and the Rebels, and then I went back and watched the prequels again. And it just made the prequels feel. I have read people say, "Well, you watch the cartoons and then you go back and watch the prequels, and it's infilled enough to make it feel better." But what it actually made me feel more frustrated with the prequels because yeah. mm-hmm. the storytelling and the emotions. And the complexity, or I guess I should say the nuance of the story, if not the complexity in the cartoon, makes the movies seem that much more disjointed. Got it. Which is which is why you like the Mandalorian. Yes. Same guy. That's right. There you go. Yep. All right. Well, that's interesting. So, what a funny little, what a fun little okay. final Bon Mott that yeah. I thought you were going to shit all over it, and then you said, actually, yeah. Tom, you were right all along. Fantastic. Gross conceptual error. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right, guys. Till next time. Bye bye.